you, Seabiscuit. You know, I just wanted to say to you, first of all, bravo on that match of full gear against Strickland. I mean, it was so impressive watching two guys battle out to see who could get more STDs. I mean, it was great hey, stuff. Look, look, hey, look, look, honestly, I, I don't have 30 minutes to stand here and have you talk to me like you normally do. So if this is your interview, right, I will let you have at it. Enjoy. You know, Good luck. the reason that I have to go out there for 30 minutes is to wake the crowd up after they have to deal with somebody like you beforehand, putting them to sleep. But anyway, Renee. Is, is, this, is this what you want to do? Someone said Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, that'd be interesting, right? Can I tag with Kevin Owens? Maybe I can fight Kevin Owens. Let's pump the brakes on that one just for a second. Kevin's a little bit prickly, and I mean to say is that him and I are probably too much alike. And I don't know who would feel comfortable working with somebody who randomly just punches people in the face backstage. I mean, it's 2023, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't be doing stuff like that. That's insane. Are you done? That's your one pass to stand here and speak to me disrespectfully without me coming after you. I have never asked for anything to be handed to me, and I've always done things stubbornly the hard way, and I'm here to do that. Adam Pierce, where are you at? We're making things official. We might as well make it official. CM Punk is entering the Royal Rumble. And when CM Punk wins, maybe Seth, it's you he's coming after. Welcome back. It's Wednesday, and I'm the professor, and it's the Top of Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate you guys checking us out every week, and we appreciate when you subscribe, like, and share on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and The X. A lot to uncover today. Basically, every show had CM Punk, so that'd be pretty easy to, to run around with. But, hey, can't dive in unless I have the other hosts of the Top of Wrestling Podcast. You know him as the Doc. I know him as ODM. You know, it's it's faster famine, uh, faster famine. You know what I meant. Feast or famine with me uh, with these fucking intros because I either have nothing and I go, hey, let's just go right in the news, or I've got so many things I can't decide. So I'm going two for one on this one. Uh, we're going to start with a uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You look like a monkey and you smell like one too. Welcome to the 40 Club, Dick. 
thank you. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, you said say that. <laughs> I, I I I don't want to really sing, so I figured I'd just power through. I think I did all right. Um, it's fantastic. Kayfabe pal. You know, it's funny, you know, you mentioned punk being on every show. We're at a point right now where WWE has so many superstars that are legit fucking stars that we actually care about, and they all have one common thread. Everybody wants to finish the story. This is the oh year of finishing the story, and I ain't even mad at it. Yet at, I'm AE- not, but- yet at AEW, all we're getting is run-on sentences. Fair, but it's funny because I was watching Raw and it was that's it's funny you say that. The Cody's got to finish his story. Punk's here to finish his story. Rollins doesn't want him to finish the story. Orton. I was like, Orton's story. Everybody's got a story right now. Which Drew. Okay. Sammy. Yeah, I, I gonna say this was Sammy's finishing his story. Um, that's gonna I be the say, I just saw this a little while ago. Um, while Jay Uso was on SmackDown, he was in Red. Comes to Raw, wears full blue all the time. Yeah. Kind of weird, but yeah, either way. Uh, Yeah, a lot to uncover. And and it's funny because there's so many directions you could go for WrestleMania. And that's our top topic this week. As we told you, we're going to be you know, trying to fantasy book WrestleMania 40. It's a two-nighter. And God, it it was a struggle for both of us. We, We realized there's just so many directions that this can go. And that's exciting. So, you know, we'll dive into that. Plus, we got the Monday Night Wars. We did have a uh, pay-per-view this week, which was a shit show. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to get into the wars this week. Um, serious as a heart attack. Kayfabe. Jesus. All right, man. One of the funniest things is last Wednesday, the day of our show. It's always when the day of the show happens. Mm-hmm. You sent me a picture, and you said, I have so many things I want to say, but I actually also just can't find the words. Please, <laughs> kick off the news. Great gookamooka. That was about as good as I got for fucking words. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen, Brock Lesnar's daughter, who attends Colorado State, has broken the woman's shot put record, a very impressive feat. And I'd like to preface this. Mr. Lesnar, I am not here to make light of your daughter in any way, shape, form, or fashion. She accomplished a hell of a feat, and from what I, the very little reading up I did, seems like a very accomplished and talented athlete that will likely follow in your footsteps. Having said that, okay. at first, <laughs> I thought it was from a bogus website that was having a rib and just photoshopped blonde hair and lipstick onto a picture of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it appears you know, I was I mistaken. I was mistaken in that assessment. And it appears that is just how his daughter looks. You cannot find a more straightforward case of a child looking like their parent. It is eerily one-to-one. That's all I have to say about that. It reminds me of, like, when you watch, like, a TV show and um, a guy's dating this girl, but, man, I'm best friends with her brother, and then they do that thing where it's, like, the guy's face is there, Right. right? You know, and... That was the fucking case with this. And I'm like, holy shit. Would you say great googly moogly or whatever? To yeah, dear God. Um, hey, maybe she'll uh, maybe she'll be on the uh, WWE roster at some point. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. 
Brockina Lesnar. Let's not do that. Okay, well, uh, that's that's exciting. Um, I, she's a looker. All right, you can take the mask off now. <laughs> what, I'm trying to think, what is it in uh, <laughs> a league of their own? Marla Hooch. Marla Hooch. What a looker, and she's Hooch. way the fuck out here. <laughs> Just waving. <laughs> what do you guys suggest? A lot of night games. <laughs> <laughs> Professor said it, not me, Brock. Okay, yeah, he's listening. I know, right? <laughs> No, in our luck, I'll probably fucking come across it. Well, going from one case of somebody looking like somebody to another case of it, uh, as you know, I've been fading out more and more on AEW with good reason. And uh, I happened to catch a screenshot the other day of a hangman approaching, uh, what was it, MJF. Uh, It seems Mm -hmm. like hangman is starting to figure into the whole devil storyline. They'll probably just make it him. And at first I go... Why are they showing a picture of John Moxley talking to MJF when they're talking about Hangman? Oh, it's Paige. Yeah. It, it's hey, I'm glad that it was his first time back since the death match at uh full gear. It's funny because MJF calls it out. He's like, "Oh man, where you guys are like swapping STDs or something like that." I was like, "Thank you. Thank you. Good for you." <laughs> um Paige actually had a really good line on MJF. He's like, I, he's like, something about like basically having like another twenty minute promo. He's like, you're always in the ring with Mike, and I'm like, it's fucking true, man. It's every week, it's the same thing over and over. And it's funny you said they'll probably just make it Paige. God, I think the best thing possible is to do it in the form of that it, it's everybody anti-punk. So it would be the Bucks, Jungle Boy, and uh, uh, Hangman Page, all yeah. in one group. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I guess we can talk about it a little bit more later, uh, you know, about the whole inside baseball slash taking jabs at the other side. I know I kind of referenced it last week when I said, you know, a couple times where, you know, WWF doesn't talk about or WWE doesn't talk about AEW because they're number one. They don't have to. But I think it goes deeper than that. Well, Roman did to Cody. He's like, and what'd you do? You went and started up another company with a, fr- a bunch of friends, and he still had to come all the way back here. You're like, you know, he. they've made little references, but not shitting on anybody. They just make reference that it's just there. Right, and Cornette actually just referenced that. Uh, I, I just saw the YouTube clip. The actual show hasn't come out, uh, the podcast. Uh, but he says, you know what? You don't know. Fuck it. I'm just going to bring it up. Punk, uh, his, his uh, promo on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He made the the comment about you can't just go punching people in the face backstage. It's 2023. You can't do that. It it spoke to the greater story of what he was talking about while making a sly, subtle jab. It wasn't the basis of his promo. It fit into it. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's the thing. It's it's one like with Roman. He brought it out there, but not as like an inside joke where everybody like, ooh, it was something right. relevant that spoke to the bigger picture, what the promo was about. You see what I'm saying? There's the there's most, a difference. Where AEW just blatantly calls it out just talking shit. Right. And it doesn't go Well, anywhere. and it's, the the most it's ever been talked about was when Sami Zayn was doing his hot chair thing or whatever it was. And, and he's like, you guys could ask me about AEW. <gasps> Back like all the way right. back in like 2019, right? Yep. Like it was the first time to anybody mentioning it really. Um, actually, in AAA saying that 
he'll buy that pissant company just to fire you again to Billy Gunn. They don't really do a whole lot. And the the one about you can't go punching people backstage, is it me or did it kind of fall on like deaf ears or crickets in that audience? That's the best that's the best thing about it. Again, going back to my point about he Meaning he like it, nobody he, even pays he, attention he to put AEW. it. He put it out there, but it wasn't the focal point. It was just part of the grander picture. But here's the thing. I bet you half the WWE universe doesn't even fucking know what happened. And they don't right. fucking care. And the ones that are there are the are the few that you could hear. So I mean that's the beauty of it. He put that jab in there. That didn't draw shit, and it didn't need to because the rest of what he said is what drew money. One thing I gotta—I have to say about this whole punk, but also the devil thing back in AEW. If anybody remembers where the mask all originated was all out, the night of Brawl Out, right? What happened right before MJF showed up? And you hear that Tony Khan phone call, right? It played, they played the Ring of Honor video of Punk doing the the greatest uh, trick the devil ever pulled was making you think he didn't exist. They showed that exact clip. This all originated about Punk. Really, that was the whole thing is he was the devil. Don't trust him, blah, blah, blah. MJF comes back. He's on the level devil, blah, 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 blah. But... You're still following through on something that actually really originated storyline-wise with Punk, and you guys are still keeping it going. That's how dumb they, that they are. Yep. <laughs> I it's what I tell you, run-on sentences. Well, I'm excited to talk about this next guy here because wow, I feel like he's just being a prick left and right. Yeah, you know who else is a prick? Patrick Mahomes. Go Bills! Fuck the Chiefs! Dolphins lost. AFC East is still up for grabs. Hit the music.
My one cousin put it best. He had a full-blown adult tantrum, the way he was acting. And it's funny because watch uh, Josh Allen congratulate him at, you know, when win- the winning against them game. at the playoffs, right? Yep. yep. And then this one, huh, that play was bullshit, man, or whatever the fuck he said with his mm-hmm. high-pitched baby voice. Acting like a bitch. He, he a, a bitch. I said oh, bitch. <laughs> All the way in space. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. That's good. But now, yes, that he's a dick. But let's also talk about this other dick that we have. That apparently, I didn't realize was really that much. But wow, he's two for two. Yeah, that whole disciplinary committee that he was on that came to the decision to let go Punk apparently still exists, uh, which Danielson is still a part of, and now he will just be fining people for uh, their social media posts. Um, we know that uh, Britt Baker dis- uh, voiced some displeasure. Uh, who else was it? There was somebody else. Oh, it was the Hardy Boys. The Hardys. Yeah, yeah, they they were talking shit. Now, I haven't heard of any It's funny actual- that... I just I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's funny Cornette calls the Young Bucks the Hardleys. The Hardly Boys. But I feel yeah. like the Hardies are actually really the Hardleys nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. The Hardleys and the even more Hardleys. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't heard about any specific fines. I don't know if this is if this has just come out that that's also his role. Because the other thing too, because Cornette and Brian Lass, and see, here's the fucked up thing. They I think they got like a lot more sway than they think about. Because we've seen this before where they bring something up and then it shows up on AEW. We heard no, the only thing that we heard about was Danielson was on this committee to decide whether or not to fire Punk. Cornette and Last start talking about it, and Cornette's like, what the fuck? Why do you need a committee? Back in the day, you just straightened everybody out. They did business or they didn't, and that was that, right? And then Last was kind of like, well, apparently the the, the press statement is he's also there to issue fines uh, to wrestlers when needed. And now it's being reported that he's finding people for. So again, I don't. I haven't seen anything that anybody's been fined, but this just seems like just dumb. And you're in your last year of wrestling, and this is what you're you're worried about. Tony Khan should not have a wrestler doing this role. A fucking hall monitor. Have wrestlers court, and that's it. Yeah, it is like a hall monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrestlers court. Half the people um, there probably don't even know what wrestlers court is. Yeah, and speaking of, you have the opposite side of things. Uh, WWE is being smart. They're starting to cut back on uh, house shows, which is probably a good idea, at least, you know. I don't know. Then then, then again, watching NXT Deadline, they had like 50 events that they named. They're like, and we're going to be here, 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 here. So I'm like, well, it's, they're still pushing along, but maybe a couple less. I don't know. But one thing that's definitely different, and Orton even did an interview about this, is that, you know, when you are under Vince McMahon as your owner, holidays don't matter, pal. I'm working Christmas, you're working Christmas. Triple H is giving everybody a time off. You need it, you want to go be with your family, do what you got to do. He even made a post about it himself, like wearing like a Santa hat and shit. Uh, but Orton said, he goes, under Vince, we didn't have that option. He goes, now we actually get to be with our families. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, huh. imagine that, huh? Who would have thought? I'm... I'm loving Triple H being in charge more and more, you know? And it sucks because I I was just, when doing the fantasy booking for WrestleMania, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if he came out and did one match? You know, I'm like, wait, no, he had to retire because of the health issues, so he can't yeah. even take a bump, probably. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you probably take a bump and be fine. It's just, yeah, I, yeah, you know, it's just, it's not something you can do. Right, if he's in there giving an interview and somebody hits him, he falls backwards, sells it, boom. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sure he could do that, but at this point, why would he? Yeah, no, no need. I was just thinking, I'm like, it's WrestleMania 40, man. This is kind of a big thing. Let's bulk him this motherfucker Orton. up. Yeah, would have been cool. I thought even him and Cena I would take. Him and Punk? Nope. Oh, I know that ain't happening. I know that ain't <laughs> no. happening. Ray ain't coming home. Uh, actually, I mean, I'll, t- I'll talk about that soon when we get to NXT, but uh, carry on with the, no- with the news. All right. Well, I saw reports from uh, The Observer and from Mike Johnson, and it seems that MJF is pretty much been cut from the Iron Claw. Seems like yeah, he was going to be... he wasn't really a, yeah. a, an actual brother anyway. It's a kayfabe one. So yeah, it's, it's Lance. So apparently the subplot was going to be them bringing him in, him not working out, him wanting more money, yada, yada. Uh, but it appears that, like, I think he, that he doesn't even have speaking lines in the final cut, uh, let alone if he's actually even shown on camera. So, yep, there's that. Eh, oh, well. I'm excited, man. Just a couple of weeks away. I can't wait. I'm... Going opening yeah. night. I cannot wait for that movie. Yeah, I'm not going opening night probably, but definitely going to check it out. I can't wait. It looks fantastic. Um, Yeah, the other day, uh, I think this was on SmackDown. Uh, Charlotte was in mm-hmm. a match with Asuka. They had to rush the finish. Uh, looks like Charlotte fucked up her knee pretty bad. I know the first thing that's probably going to come up is kayfabe or shoot. I, the way that it played out, unless Charlotte's really that good at selling this look legit 100%, I think she fucking shredded her knee. They they fell really awkward on the on the rope. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I watched it a couple of times and it's really hard to tell if it was a slip or if there was any form of a fall. Like maybe Oscar could have held on. I don't know. It's not like yeah, it was like it happened a, pretty a fast kind of thing. Yeah, I it don't was, think yeah, so. It was just real quick. Freak accident. Freak accident. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, I I, I got kind of got a feel like Charlotte at this point. You might want to start thinking about signing her to a Legends deal. There's not much more more for her to prove, and she's barely there anyway. Bring her, give her the Cena treatments. You know, she's been around since uh, her appearance in '98. Is Reed? <laughs> That's where you put the cricket. I was going to use that as one of my jokes uh, yeah. during <laughs> the joke off. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. Jesus, I think I've got some jokes like that in fucking uh, the note, the notes for the wars. But we'll find out when we get there. <laughs> So um, I am happy to see that you you did put this in here that uh, the title for New Japan, the one that was a U.S. title, U.K. title, and it's going to be that triple threat match. They've now decided it's going to be the global championship. So you have a world championship and a global championship. Yeah, I feel what, what it. Remember when I did the one off? Oh, and a hat tip to Cultaholic. That's where I saw this story. Um, I'm trying to do that more often. Give a, give a little more credit to, to where I'm seeing these things. Um yeah, man, I remember a long time ago, you know, we've done a couple one-off episodes where, you know, one of us just records independently, and it's like five minutes long. It's just mm-hmm. a rant or something. I think the first one we did was mine where it was Titles Are Worthless, where yep. Cassidy won his first title uh, in AEW. Um, and, dude, I mean, it, it's gotten to the point where it's crossing over to WWE in, in, in New Japan. It's just it's it's almost pointless, you know. It, no, it WWE isn't uh, doing new titles, though, I don't believe, right? They, I mean, does it matter? They have four world titles between the men's and the women's. Actually, make that five <laughs> if you count NXT. I guess that's true. Actually, six, yeah. The, it, 
it's really funny when they're like the uh, the undisputed tag team champions. Look, that has been an undisputed thing since Orton and uh, Riddle dropped them to the Usos mm-hmm. way the fuck back yeah. nearly two years ago. Yep. Have one belt, please. It's just annoying to watch people carry around two belts. Each. When it's one. Each. Yeah. Eh. I'll, I'll digress on that one. Uh, but yeah, it, it, New Japan is, they keep it somewhat limited on their titles, though. It's like they get rid of one and introduce a new one. Mm. I don't know why. Yep. Hmm. I mean, the U.S. title, <clears throat> excuse me, it was like 2018, 2017 when that first came around. Yeah, they brought it back and then, uh, yeah, pretty much it That's was That's when Kenny Cena. Omega won it. Oh, you're talking New Japan. I'm sorry. I got my lines twisted. Yeah, it was pretty. I want to say it was right after I started watching because it was after Okada Omega won. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, exactly. And then I believe he dropped it to, like, Cody or something like that. Yeah. It's, I think it was Cody, yeah. Yeah. Well, just as quick as it came in, it's gone. All right. Yeah, there you go. Yeet. Yeet. Indeed. Remember I told you some uh, independent wrestler from North Carolina or down south somewhere had a trademark? Yeah, apparently that's been denied, so he can start using it again. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's that. Yeet. <laughs> we weren't stopping it. Um, Taking it back. So in, in case you didn't uh, know, because pff, it's not exciting. Who does? This weekend, final battle on Friday night. Again, last year was Claudio defeating Chris Jericho for the world title by doing nothing but the the Superman swing the whole time. And that's how Jericho tapped out. Um, But we also had the double dog collar match, Jay Briscoe's last match. Well, this year, uh, the headlining match apparently is Athena versus Billy Starks. Athena, former Ember Moon, is going to be defending her title. She's at a solid range. She's actually, like, easily in the top five for... Uh, female wrestler of the year. She had a just a tremendous year. Um, Too bad nobody saw it. TV title. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, the TV title is up for grabs in the survival of the fittest match. Tony Nese is taking on Ethan Page. Don't these all sound exciting? Yeah. And Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor. Basically, it's AEW Dark. But they are having one match. It's the Fight Without Honor match between the Blackpool Combat Club versus FTR and Mark Briscoe. It's a tribute to Jay Briscoe. I'm not I'm not even gonna act like I made this one up. I'm gonna steal this. Someone said, move over, Owen, we got another corpse to milk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but that's come on, man. I mean like really we have to do this? Can I? And <laughs> and uh Dax did a video. He goes, I could have saved this for uh, doing this in front of uh, all the the right production team and everybody at uh, at AEW, and I want to be like, well, not anymore without Kevin Sullivan. But uh, he was, you know, saying all this. And he goes, but that's not what Jay would have done. He goes, him and Mark would have taken this phone and they would have went out to the chicken coop and they would start telling me and everybody else. And I was, and he goes, and that's what I'm doing here. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And in the promo, he lifted up his white, blood stained trunks that he wore that night he goes i keep these here he goes as the all of his championships are on the wall like you know like each one that he's won he has hanging and then he also has uh 
the bloodstained things. He goes, he goes, I cherish these. He goes, I look at these and I know I'm a goddamn wrestler. I'm like, fuck, they're just getting wasted away. Now they're on, this, this isn't even on a fucking pay-per-view. This is the only way you can watch this is on Honor Club. How long before we get come farther in WWE? Oh, it's happening. I hope so. Hey, Triple H, I got an idea. <laughs> I mean, shit. Dude, bring them back because DIYs on Raw. Run it back. Don't have you know, a problem with that. You know what was cool, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but I got to bring it up before I forget about it. On Raw, Punk, they were showing him a lot backstage, meeting people and stuff. And he runs into Kofi, and he's like, oh, what's up? And he goes, oh, you're making me crazy. <laughs> but, but, Did you hear Kofi? He goes, oh, I don't do yeah, that anymore, I don't anymore, do that bro. anymore. That was the best part. That was the best part. I love that. That's like... But what I really love, what I really pop for was he shakes Gable's hand and he goes, bro, I've heard a lot about you. Like, just the yep. fact that he acknowledged him, like, bro, I don't have the time yep. to go into what you've done. And, it was just cool. I just and, then the ricochet, and then the ricochet goes, like, oh, you can't you play really video games for video shit. Games. <laughs> Good for him, man. CM um, Punk dude, insulted I, me. <laughs> it's funny because I, uh, I think it was uh, Lil John sent the uh, the meme. You know, you can't just go around punching people in the face. Ah, he said it. He said the thing. <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did like that he had a quick interaction with Judgment Day as well, mm-hmm. and I wanted him to have a little more of an interaction with Dom, just because you know he said years ago when he was in the Straight Edge Society, he's like, "I'll punch your kid in the face." I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great seeing him there. Again, all the interactions. He had one on SmackDown, too. Quick little interaction with Kevin Owens backstage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, I love it. I love seeing him back. Um, and we're going to get into Raw in a couple minutes. But let me ask you, did you happen to see how many goddamn times Cleveland was mentioned? And you had Gargano's from Cleveland. You had Miz from Cleveland. Everybody's from Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Even pro- Punk's promo had to do with Cleveland. I was like, mm-hmm. dear God, we are milking the name out of this fucking city tonight. Yeah. Well, there's nothing else going on in that shithole, so. Well, after NXT or after uh, SmackDown on Friday, Punk showed up at NXT Deadline on Saturday, which uh, he came out, which is great because <laughs> Shawn Michaels came out first. Yep. <laughs> Are you ready? Has his uh, a black cowboy hat on. Punk comes out in a pink Bret Hart hoodie, mm-hmm. saying 32 time champ, by the way. I'm assuming it's probably tags, intercontinental, all the shit that yeah. he ever won anywhere. And I'm like, it was a cool looking hoodie. He does. Sean's move where like the kind of like where the fireworks should go down, off, right? The, the pose. The, the pose, yep. Yeah. And then when he gets back up, he goes, oh, hurt, man. <laughs> oh shit. It was awesome. Yeah. It was I was cool. like marking out the whole time. But it was a really weak ending. Like they did the selfie or whatever, and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, I got good news and I got bad news. You guys want to hear the bad news first or whatever? He didn't even give news to one or the other. All of a sudden his music just started playing again and they hugged. I was like, well, that was odd um but it was it was okay it was cool because he goes i he goes i don't have any of my uh hbk merch yeah. and sean goes that hurts that hurts a bit it was a funny interaction watching them you know and it's funny he goes well but you guys made up i made up with triple h it's all about healing yep dude dude made his rounds and there was a small part of me it was like what i think would be really cool is if he was like i would love to do one year or something in nxt like, just give back, work with all those guys. He doesn't necessarily need to, but that was his whole point when he got to AEW was working with the younger talent. The people that would let him. It would, Yeah. Not I, empty-headed uh, fuckheads. Yeah, no shit, right? That knew uh, better than everybody. 
Um, I think it's it's great because uh, again, a weekly cornet reference. Uh, did you see the spot backstage with Cora Jade? Yeah. You know, basically, he comes up to her. You know, they say, "Oh, the the greatest in the world and the the greatest champion in in the world." You know, referring to herself and. And Punk comes up, he apologizes for interrupting. He's like, I'm really proud of you. He's like, you know, take back, take, you know, sit back, enjoy this moment. You've earned it. I'm really proud of you. And she fucking like lost her character and just started tearing up. And, and Cornette goes, Oh my God, what a prick. What a cancer. Oh my God, he's the worst. He's so toxic. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> That's hysterical. But it's true, man. It I is mean, fucking true. He yeah. genuinely looks happy man like yeah. his promos it's just it was cool watching uh his thing with with adam pierce you know they have mm. a history together too you know it mm-hmm. was just all of it um and it's funny because he had his interaction with nick aldis and you know mickey james she's like that's my friend and she she keeps defending a lot about him she's like he's just misunderstood well it was great know where he's coming from and it was great because he mentioned it in his promo on raw he's like my first tv he match was down- here and i had mickey freaking james on my arm he goes, and I did so well, they sent me to OVW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, what you talking about Vince. NXT? Don't be surprised if the end of his career, that's what he does. He's like, At I got about a year left in the tank. There. Yeah. It, yeah. Put him over. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about NXT, though, yeah, it, w- it was a cool interaction with them. Uh, opened up hot, dude. Dragon Lee wins the North American title from Dirty Dom, who is absolutely the most fucking overheel but like booed hardly hard ass booze mm-hmm. i mean he's got the most heat judgment day was not getting yeah the judgment day was not getting any heat on raw until they put the mic in his hand and i mean base booze like it was deafening i was like amazing right this fucking kid i love it and it, it gets i'm happy every time uh so they had the Iron Survivor Challenge. They had the women's version. They had the men's version. I don't even know who won the women's version. I can't remember. Um, first, I do got to say, after Dragon Lee won the title, the big uh, Titan Tron, the big screen, was a graphic that says, and new North American champion, Dragon Lee. Every time the, the winner of each match or whatever it was was over, they put it on that big screen right there. And I go, different. And I like it for some reason. It's just different. Yeah. So found that. Um, Carmelo Hayes defeated Lexus King. Wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. I, you know, I saw the result and I kind of was like, really? Maybe you start yeah. Lexus King off a little softer, get him some wins under his belt, show what he can do. But he he got on the mic afterwards and was basically like, hey, man, thanks. I got, I got my PLE out of this. Thanks. Like Basically like mocking whether I won or lost doesn't matter. I'm in your head. It was pretty good. There you go. The men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Trick Williams had like fucking zero points with like two minutes left. And the whole point of this is when you get pinned, you have to go into basically a penalty box. Like hockey, you know what I mean? And I remember watching it last year when I was uh, in New York at that Airbnb. And I was like, it's not bad. This year was a little more exciting. And you know how like when you watch like a... Iron Man match, kind of like one of the worst ones ever was when Taker returned and they tacked on like an extra minute by by accident because, you know what I mean, like they, it wasn't timed up properly, right? And that happens a lot with like a beat the clock challenge, things like that. Sometimes they always just fuck it up a bit. Trick was down like three points to everybody else 
in within like a 20 to 30 second period. And when I'm saying the clock ticked one zero after he got his final pin and won the match, it was extremely well timed out. I'd actually like to know who produced the match because Hmm. it was well done. And I want to tell you right now, if you didn't watch it, just watch that last minute and listen to the crowd lose their fucking mind when Trek Williams wins. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was a really it was a good match. Um, and then Ilya Dragunov uh, defeated Baron Corbin in the main event. Not a bad show, man. Nice. NXT's hanging in. Yeah, good to see they're coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially Jesus Christ, the the. the pandemic years it was just not kind to anybody i feel like post that and then it, they just turned everything pink and remember that weird. remember that match between champa and Walter, and champa just did like 20 bounces oh, off the rope and did the larry it bounced off the rope hit the larry but they went to commercial and came back he was still doing it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do you remember oh this is kind of a funny thing we should always go back and just kind of talk about the pandemic every now and then when the girls just stopped wrestling and they didn't realize it was picture in picture. I don't remember that. Oh my god, they just came to a dead stop. They they're like, oh, it's commercial, okay. But they didn't realize it was picture in picture, and the girls were basically just standing the fuck around, and then came back and started fighting again. It was Jesus. awesome, awesome shit. Raw's gotten better. Um, so in the main event, Cody defeated Nakamura, but by DQ because he sprayed the red mist in his face. I love the selling you would have thought that he got tased. Right. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, my God. Every, That's like, Cody like, for you. He's the one that cries yeah, during it, promos, yeah. you know? Well, there is that. Do you remember the time he burned himself before burning himself? <laughs> <laughs> Smart move, man. I think we're going to see you catch on fire tonight. Uh, but anyway, so that, that was able to keep it going, and then as he's getting walked out, he gets another Kinshasa. For, kin, kins, Kinshasa. Yeah. Yes, thank you. You know me. I don't mm-hmm. speak no good. Another one to him. I'm like, maybe we can extend this a little bit more. Into, I mean, they're saying that day one, they're they're having a, a it's a special raw, raw day one, right? And yeah. they had that pay per view that one time, but this is a raw. And on that night, Drew is going to end up facing Seth Rollins for the title. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Miz and Gunther are probably going to have a match coming up again. Uh, he he has one more chance, and if he loses, he can't. Yep. Uh, Saw that promo. Go after Gunther if he, uh, if Gunther still holds the title, Miz can't try to challenge for it anymore. We've seen it a billion times, so he'll probably lose. I don't. Maybe we'll put Cody in Nakamura again. I don't know. It's. Uh, I. I doubt it's going to be at the Rumble, considering Cody was the first entrant. Mm-hmm. Yep. I. Yeah. I. I was kind of thinking about that too, based on our top topic, how that would work out. But I think at best you're going to get another match at uh, day one. And Nakamura will probably yeah. lose that one, too. I hope not, because it, it already pissed me off that he lost. I was like, come on, man, he's just losing everything right now. It's the best he's looked in a long time, yeah, I, and he I just agree. keeps losing. I agree, but at this point, that's his role in the company. Sad but true. Fair. Our truth comes out during the Judgment Day promo with Christmas lights. <laughs> Yo, you guys locked the front door and the back door. What's up? <laughs> Baylor... Having a lot of fun with it. By oh, the way. hell like, yeah. I love truth. He did the what's up. He, he did the what's up. It. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's funny because he goes, you know, guys, I got to say something. We got to get JD out of the group. <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's so Big pop. good. Big pop. Yep. Uh, 
and and who doesn't love truth? Everybody loves our truth. Oh, except me. And Priest takes yeah. him out. Um, if you're gonna do this, and the Creed brothers came to their to his aid, and I'm okay with it. I kind of don't want the Creed brothers to take the titles. I think it'd be really cool if Truth tags with someone and takes the tag titles from Judgment Day. It's they got a really good feud and everything is kind of building into it right now. They're not going to let him in the goddamn group, but I think it'd be fun to punk and have a match. Punk and our truth win the tag titles. <laughs> I would lose it. I would love it. Honestly, <laughs> he won them with Kofi, yeah, which making him crazy. I <laughs> uh, but like I said in that promo, Dom. Jesus Christ, all he had to do was just put his hand on the mic. He didn't mm-hmm. even get a chance to say a word, and the crowd just boom. Oh, yeah, it's great. Fuck. It's good heat, man. Uh, but the biggest takeaway from Raw, of course, is uh, Punk, of course, signing. And first it made me laugh because Adam Pierce go, he goes, he says, and you know, the newest member of Raw is CM Punk, and but he keeps talking, and he's about to say home or whatever, and Pierce had his hand out easily like 30 seconds for a, sh- a handshake. And I was like, oh, it's uncomfortable. Put it down. Like, But it was all good. Um, I can't say enough how much I actually really like Adam Pierce and Nick mm-hmm. Aldis. I think that they're both great fits for GMs. Um, I, th- I didn't think I was going to care for him. I'm like, Adam Pierce, when he first came around, I'm like, why? Who cares? But he's good on the mic, man. He mm-hmm. never is shitty. And he's even got a catchphrase now. Yeah, exactly. So, after, you know, Punk, you know, gets in the corner, yeah, best in the world, I'm here. Fuck, man. I was like, please tell me they're going to do something soon. And they did. They pulled the trigger with Rollins. And let me say something. I absolutely cannot tell for real if Rollins really, really, really doesn't like Punk. Probably doesn't. In real life. Yeah, probably doesn't. But guess what they're doing? Business. That is how you do business. Bucks, Page, all you twats, Jungle Boy. That is how you do business. He got to go in and say everything he wanted to to Punk. And Punk took it. I love the part when he goes, I'm going to give you a pass. It's the last time you'll ever talk to me disrespectfully without uh, me coming at you. I was like, whoo, whoo, Jesus Christ. And then I'm entering the Royal Rumble. I think he wins. I think he's going to win the Rumble. We'll get there. Here's something that is, yeah, well, here's something that's a little crazy. He walked out of WWE on January 27th, mm-hmm. 2014. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble is January 27th, 2024. Exactly 10 years to the date of walking out, he could win the Rumble. Just saying. And finish the story by main eventing WrestleMania. Fuck the stories, Jesus Christ. Finish the <laughs> I story. I like it, man. I love it. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. If you go back and listen, I'm not saying it was, again, you got to look at the bigger picture, but as a subtle dig, Rollins' promo was very similar to Hangman's promo on Punk. I, I'm defending similarities. it from you. There was a little bit, yep. Even the part where, yeah, all, and he's like, I, I, yeah, basically the defending it from you, and there was another line where I was like. Yeah, defending huh. it from you was the big part, yeah. But to me, I bet you if I, if you know, if I was in Punk's shoes, he said, I want you to say that because now we're going to show you how to do the business the right way. I'll right. let you say it because or you're Rollins. telling me. You're not going into business for yourself. Mm-hmm. Damn right. 
Yeah, you can say whatever you exactly. know. I, I, yeah, I've been saying it for a while. I like. I'm so tired of Rollins. He's a fucking professional. He's still good at what he does. Got to give him that. His promo was his promo was pretty fire. And normally it's the ha ha in the Monday night Gallons, baby. <laughs> this was monotone, mm-hmm. and I'm defending this from from you. And I'm the world champ. And blah, blah, blah. Everything that he did, it was the most serious Rollins promo I've seen probably since when he joined up with the authority. Oh, wow. You're going that far back. That's how far back it's been <clears throat> since he's had just like those solid, quiet promos where he's talking. Just It was just a different Rollins last night. Nowhere near as up and flashy and shit. Didn't even care about anybody singing his fucking song. Yep. It was awesome. I say last night. That's when I watched it. Okay, Faye Pal. Um, <laughs> good. Good. Uh, it, it was great. Great exchange. Punk entering. You know, the, all of it just put together. One of my favorite things, by the way, is when every, everybody, every fucking year, and I'm going to throw 29 superstars over the top rope. Everybody always says they're going to be the one to throw all 29. It only happens if you come in at number one, dickhead. Oh, well, you just can come in at number four as long as nobody else gets eliminated. Okay, but. <laughs> no one has ever Math. in the history of the Rumble thrown all 29 over the top rope. That's I true. I would love to see it happen. That's true. That's true. They came I mean, close with Kane Lesnar. Had like, Kane? Well, yeah. oh my God. Lesnar cleared out half the fucking Started uh, at number one. one year. Yeah. Number one and then took out 15 people. And he didn't even need to be in it. He was the world champ. Mm-hmm. Was Ooh. that the year Drew eliminated him? Yeah. Because that, that pop was That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. And then... Amir, pandemic. Jeez. Um, you know, we already talked about Punk and what he did on SmackDown, and we talked about Charlotte Flair breaking her leg. Uh, on Dynamite and Collision, we'll just kind of quickly go over this. Uh, it, it looks like uh, on Winter is coming. It's going to be Moxley versus Strickland in this tournament match, or they're in their Continental Classic tournament. Uh, Jay, or not Jay Briscoe, unfortunately, Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal are both eliminated from contending and winning this tournament, but they still have to go on and still have all these matches and just try to fuck with everybody else. I'm like, this thing is worse than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a pretty cool tournament. Turns out it sucks. It's horrible. Adderall's a hell of a drug. sucks and horrible. Yeah, well, speaking of sucks and horrible, Tully Blanchard said it amazes him that him and Arn were backstage and nobody really tried to pick their brains. There you, you know, go. Going back to Paige, I had that in my head earlier. I wanted to there you up. go. Um, and in the most dumbest Adderall idea-filled fucking ending to a match, Shayna Plain Wayne, the mother. She ain't so plain. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah nothing's plain on her. Uh, helps Christian to defeat Copeland. It's worse than Shamrock's sister. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what I didn't like is Justin Roberts's, uh introduction. He's the rated R, or rated, rated, rated R, whatever the fucker, superstar, super, whatever, or super, super, superstar. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. I didn't like it. But, so Christian now has a, a new wife, and he's going to be fathering plain Wayne. Eh, good for him. 
Milf Hunter, Christian Cage. The best fucking meme that came out of Dynamite is they said that also at Winter Coming, the Von Ericks are going to be there because it's in Dallas. And then just all the memes popping up left and right at Christian just being like, oh, I'm going to be there. And I'm like, oh, please, just... If he comes in and says anything about Fritz, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How fucked up would it be if fucking Kevin drops dead of a heart attack there? Well, it'd just be life in imitating art from 90, uh, from 1998. Yeah, there you go. God, I don't even want to get into that. Nice. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, man, hey, you know, we didn't actually have that much of, you know, of a weekend filled with news for the first time. Just a lot of good stuff with... Punk mainly everywhere. Like I said, he was on every goddamn show but AEW stuff. And like I said, that is how you do business. Good job, Rollins and Punk. Thank you guys very much. Now, let's go to the fucking table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! I want you to go first because this is going to be uh, <laughs> this this one. This one made me laugh when I saw this, and I was like, oh, someone was drunk. Yeah, much like my intros, it's feast or famine. I, I've already got one I thought about using. I'm pushing it to next week. It'll hold. It's not time sensitive. But this one kind of is. On December 9th, uh, after SmackDown, or during SmackDown, WWE on Fox tweeted a picture of Lashley and the Street Profits holding each other's hands up with one simple little caption. Dem boys. To which Mark Briscoe, who, if you're curious, his Twitter handle is at Sussex County Chicken, <laughs> which is fucking great. <laughs> Briscoe retweets it and says, for real, this shit is hilarious. At Triple H, whoever runs this Twitter should probably be fired for lack of knowledge or they need the taste slapped out of their mouth for a lack of reverence. Maria Canales also tweets and she goes, so disrespectful and tone deaf. These are the only dem boys pictures of FTR with the Briscoes or uh, actually maybe not even, but the Briscoes um, Briscoes helped elevate the magic is in the friendships, the memories and the people you help. The Briscoes have helped and elevated everyone around them. This was from two years ago. There was something about that night. Like we knew that was the last match we'd all have together. And then he retweeted and said, sorry guys. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I sobered up. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Look, I don't want to be a dick, but WWE don't know you. I don't want to be a dick, but they don't know. They they knew of the Briscoes, I'm sure, because they had tryouts. Right. But I don't think that they were like always going, oh, well, we can't use Dem Boys because that's always been a Ring of Honor thing. They don't give a fuck. Well, Funny also- bone, right? Look at this guy with this uh, the fin- the demon all paint. this yeah. shit, right? It's it's. I don't know, man. I think they're I think gonna that's win. Igno- I, I think that's ignorance, man. Because yeah, maybe the person running the Twitter had no fucking idea, but you know damn well Triple H knows. You'd be you'd be silly for Triple H not to know who the Briscoe brothers are. There's no okay, way he doesn't. Let me ask know you this question: are. What do they call the Dallas Cowboys? Uh. Criminals? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> I don't bleep it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> um, That's the episode name, by the way. <laughs> I highly doubt it. <laughs> Funny how you used to always say Tony. Ro- anyway, so look it. I, I'm just saying that uh, don't people call cowboys dumb boys? I don't fucking know. I don't pay attention. I'm not a loser. 
Oh, my God. Well, we're going to have to because I think we face them next week, don't we? <laughs> oh, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat the shit out of them. Ooh. It's at home. In, in, oh, it's, oh, it's home? It's home. It's in Orchard Park, baby. I've talked about this before, but I have a, the one kid that's on social media all the time that is a giant fucking Cowboys fan, and all he does is post about the Bills. Oh, Josh, crybaby Allen, blah, 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 or you guys can't do this, or you're only fighting, blah, blah. He posts more about the Bills than any fucking average Bills fan. It's fucking funny to me. I just want to beat the Cowboys just so I could just laugh at that fucking douche. I told you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I I have to edit the show, man. Bunch of whores running around. Whores. So, I need you to explain something to me. What is so goddamn exciting about hockey? Oh, God to me, damn it. it's soccer on ice. God damn it. I wish I had a beer right now because I feel like I fucking need one. I'm going to re- run through the screen and fucking wring your neck. It's, dude, <clears throat> you watch four hours of play or whatever to get one goddamn goal. Oh, wait. First of all, that's the worst thing comparison you could have made. You've got football that runs, what, three hours for a game? When you break it down to actual action, it's like seven minutes. You can watch, they have that special feature on NFL Network where you can go back after the game and you can watch every play and that's it. It literally takes less than 15 minutes, okay? Hockey hockey has more active action than almost any sport. I think it's up there with basketball. Um, Dude, if I I have to explain it, you're just not going to get it. First of all, think think about what it takes to be on ice skates. And at the same time, you have to keep your eyes up so you don't get blasted by the 250-pound juggernaut on your left into the boards that are on your right while you have to control this frozen piece of rubber and either pass it to somebody or get it in the net. On top of the checking, the crisp passes. There you go. Nice one. (laughs) Thank you. That was your whole reason for having this. Um Again, I can't explain it. And you know, and here's the thing, it's an 82 game season. I mean, yeah, it's not as long as baseball, thank God. Um, but these guys go through hell and then the playoffs come and they're like, "All right, fuck it." And somehow they fucking spinal tap it and they turn it up to 11. And they they go they move faster, they hit harder. Um, you know, these fucking pussies in basketball and fucking soccer these guys get a fucking skate to the face. They go back, they get stitched up, they put a cage on their helmet, they come back out in the next period. I mean, that, that's commonplace. It's a sport where fighting is not so much anymore, but it's fucking tolerated. Like, yeah, you're going to get a penalty, but it's not like you're going to get suspended or arrested. Like, yeah, just go ahead. You know what I mean? So I, I, I it, it is hard for me to explain. I also played, listen, I never played ice hockey. I always played street hockey. I played roller hockey in a couple leagues. I played floor hockey in a couple leagues. Um, but it's it. I, 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 I can't explain it to you. It is just it's the best sport. Hands down. Yeah, it's all right. Actually, I'm not too far from San Jose, as I've mentioned many times. And, yep. Uh, obviously, Sharks are pretty uh, – obviously, they play there. So, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll check out a game. I've only ever been to uh, the Amherst. So, you know, your minor league, if you will. Yeah, yeah. The AAA, yeah. Whatever and they're great. We called. go to about 5 to 10 a year. Yeah. But I have heard that, you know, 
NHL, it's night and day with the difference mm-hmm. of like the, the passes are crisper and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, me, I like, I, I don't know, man. I, it, that long of a game, and it, you may only get one goal. I'm like, God damn, that's a long time to watch to have very little. But, but I so guess much it, other stuff though. Like I said, there's yeah. the hits. There's just the passing is enjoyable. Watching that people break out, you know, scrumming behind the net, close calls, good saves. You know, it's good shit. NHL hits. Now that was a game. Yeah, that was a fun game. That was my. That I think Crosby still has it. I think Crosby still has it. Yep. Yeah, because I gave him mine and found an extra one or something like that. Oh, there you I, go. Oh yeah, dude, I was a very very big fan of that game, and we would he and I would like get done with work and like at, when we were working the suit store you get down at like 10 o'clock and, and we're like madden or hits tonight which one and fuck you just go to like two in the morning playing that game man i loved it so uh yeah I, I just had to make you explain it i really was just busting your balls hey man let's go to raw and nitro and rock bottom monday night wars shane have you got poopies in your diaper no, no doo-doo. You see, as the chairperson and owner, of course, as the of the World Wrestling Federation, I am both a scholar and a gentleman. I take great offense when you people call me a sphincter or a starfish. Because I am nothing less than a scholar. <laughs> King Shane has a, a silver spoon. You tell him, Pop. Look you at it. You tell him. You're not a speaker, Pop. Mr. Briscoe. Mr. Briscoe. Does my ass taste good? Yes, it does, Mr. McMahon. Oh, man. No, no. This isn't the way to get onto the uh, good side of the corporate team. You're not a speaker, Pop. You're a scholar and a gentleman, Pop. This, this is a sphincter. Oh, <laughs> very good, son. That, that is a sphincter. Shane, pull up your pants, because the croc doesn't want to smell what you're cooking. The croc? Look at the eyebrow. Look at Shane. All this talk about strictures is putting me in the zone. It's five knuckle shuffle time. <laughs> I can't believe the nerve of these idiots. Look at the boss man. All right. Tony, Larry, Mike today, gentlemen. I can't believe it. Ric Flair, totally exhausted and perhaps for good reason. He and Bischoff head on at Starcade on the 27th on pay-per-view. Stay tuned, we've got more action right after this. This man has hurt himself. Might get somebody here. Alright, wait, hold up now. Security. Fans Flair. Arn Anderson has run out. This is... Flair was so emotional. He, I mean, he, 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 he just spent himself in that interview. And those elbow drops. Flair's in... At least they didn't do blackface this time. (laughs) (laughs) 
All I can think yeah. all I can think of is that Simpsons where it's like a flashback or something. Like, hey, Grandpa, look, we bought you a brand new car. I, oh my God! <laughs> he falls to the ground. You see his hand reach. Like, Give me the keys. <laughs> oh God! It was uh. I forgot this entire skit even existed, to be honest with you. We talk about the mocking the nation so often. I didn't know this one even happened, and everybody was fantastic, and I can't wait to get to it. But first, we got to talk about rock bottom the night before in your house. Well, be prepared, because either I'm forgetful as usual, or it wasn't on the cock. So we'll find out when we get there. Interject if I miss it. What are we talking about? I have no idea. We'll find out, though. You ready? Okay. Yeah, let's get there. I'm we'll ready. get there when we get there. December 13th, 1998. It's In Your House 26. They're still clinging to that branding, but they're using it less and less. It's Rock Bottom. It is The Rock's pay-per-view. It opens up with The Rock at Planet Hollywood. Does a little skit. Fucking great season one, guys. Like, sit your, sit your ass down, jabroni. You're, you're blocking The Rock's light. <clears throat> then, then starts doing, he's like, and all the In Your Houses are now going to be named after The Rock. There's going to be... This one, he goes, and let's not forget the lay on the SmackDown pay-per-view coming to you real soon. I'm like, that's, wow, even way back then he was getting SmackDown set up. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, we open up with Val Venus and Godfather versus D'Lo and Mark Henry. Uh, Venus says he's a lot like butter on a pancake. We both melt in the hot spot. Godfather Godfather has four hoes with him. Must be because it's a pay-per-view. Uh, there's a sign. It says, know your role. But the O in roll is a dickhead, complete with shaft. <laughs> that made it to the peacock? All right. Well, it's the cock on the cock. Yeah. Oh, good call. There, there you is. go. Branding. Uh, Godfather gives the hose the night off and says, I'm going to give you Val Venus the whole night as a gift. Venus says, I've got the U log if y'all got the fireplace. Get it? Oh, yeah, I Not log. It. I don't have a log. I'm just saying, you know, if I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my name. No shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. D'Lo, and Ta- uh, D'Lo has Terry and Jacqueline on his arms. Uh, there's a sign in the crowd. It's Moolah style. <laughs> Interesting. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Uh, PMS and the host start arguing. D'Lo and Godfather get involved. The rest distracted. Jacqueline's in the ring. Pants pantses Valvina, slaps him. Henry hits the Larry and a splash for the pin. Next, you see Rock uh, with Michael Cole in the skybox from earlier today uh, on Heat. He was attacked by Mankind, and he sustained a rib injury. Mankind had the contract in his hand in the ring, and he says there's a stipulation that says if The Rock doesn't wrestle, I automatically get the title. Uh, the doctor tells Rock he shouldn't wrestle, and Rock is with Vince and Shane. Rock's pretty upset, and Vince says he'll take care of it. Next, you get the Headbangers versus the Oddities. I walked away to get a Pop-Tart at this point. Um, <clears throat> Luna's walking around the ring with Cartman as Michael Cole calls him. I don't know if that was a licensing thing or what, probably. The fact that they actually had the doll on TV itself seems like copyright infringement, but who the fuck am I? Uh, Headbangers went on a blind tag that they delayed. It was a flat finish to an otherwise shitty match. Yeah, it followed suit with the whole pay-per-view. Next, you get Kevin Kelly backstage with Dr. Tom Pritchard. I mean, 
it was nice to see Tom Pritchard, not with a buzzed head and bleach blonde hair. That's true. So, uh, let's see. McMahon's Patterson and Briscoe are commiserating about the whole mess with The Rock and Mankind. Then we get Owen versus Blackman. Uh, big pop for Owen, and he no-sells it. We're in Vancouver. I forgot to mention that. We're in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, man, he no-sold it. He yep. fucking no-sold it. So you could tell, though. You could tell he's like, man, I want to eat this up so much right now. Um, yep. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Owen removes the turnbuckle cover. Blackman reverses the Irish rip, though. And uh, Owen goes in chest first, very similar how Brett does a lot. Uh, so it was cool to see that little thing. Blackman locks in the sharpshooter, loud booze. We're in Canada. Uh, Owen gets the ropes for a pop. Owen powders, and Blackman wins by countout. Boo. Good match other than that. Owen did a lot yep. of the lifting, but made Blackman look good. It's a tremendous Monday Night Raw on pay-per-view. Pretty much. Vince is in the back. He's looking for Mick Foley, and he finds a door in a little nook. Hand-drawn sign. It says, Mankind's office. Mankind says, come in, Dad. It's about time we <laughs> talked. And it's basically a broom closet. Like, you can't even stand up in there. <laughs> My favorite is the next segment of that. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Next, you get the job squad versus the brood. Christian gets heed. Scorpio hits a corkscrew. It's a two-count. Christian ends up getting the pin. Hooray. Talk about a Raw match. We basically get the same match on Raw. Yeah. <clears throat> Vince and Mankind are talking in the broom closet, both sitting down amongst brooms and mops and cleaners and shit because there's, like, no room in there. Uh, Mankind has the contract in his hand, and they're just wheeling and dealing. Yep. It was just funny watching him just sit oh, on the dirty yeah. ass floor like that. It was... it was Because, he, yeah, he's trying to save the rock. It's funny you mentioned the job squad. I'm hoping that this next part is looks the same way on the peacock that it did for you, or that it did for me. Probably. Uh, next, we get Jeff Jarrett with Deborah versus Goldust. This is uh, the loser strips. Uh, Deborah, not Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole says probably five to six times through this match, Deborah is looking mighty fine. <laughs> Literally, I think he had two hat tricks. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say is, as Jeff Jarrett's coming out, he's coming out with Deborah, and you see. The job squad walking by him to go That's to right. the back yes. as, as he's coming out. I was like, well, this was not timed right. And I go, yeah. it's a good thing Vince is sitting on the ground with Mankind right now. If he saw this, someone's fired. Yep, and uh, it's funny because Jeff Jarrett does start talking shit, maybe because he was pissed because they didn't make it back, or maybe because he's like, well, I'll make the most of this. And Scorpio yeah. actually stops for a second and looks back at him. He's yeah, like, you want to do something now? Yeah, Scorpio looked like he was ready to start some shit. It's probably because he was thinking about the time he beat Hawk's ass. Uh, all right jeff all right so yeah uh two good hands uh you know ultimately i enjoyed watching them work together i've got a ton of notes on this just because of like the last part of the match took so goddamn long uh, and it was so convoluted the ref gets distracted uh by deborah with the guitar gold dust gets a three with no ref and then Deborah's in the ring again to seduce Goldust, but Goldust just spits on her, hits Shattered Dreams. Must have been a spider in his soul. Uh, Jarrett rolls out of the ring. The ref starts counting him. Deborah comes in the ring with the guitar while the ref's back is turned and teases it for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. She just yep. has the guitar cocked back, ready to go. Finally hits the heat shot. Um, 
pieces of guitar still laying around in the ring. Jarrett comes in at seven, hits his finisher for the win. And then the rest finally like, huh, where'd those pieces of guitar come from? So HBK has to come out naturally. Uh, he says, hey, that was one hell of a victory, Jeff. Why don't you go to the back and get a cold beverage? Deborah, you stay right here. I was thumbing through the rule book. And I see if you bring a foreign object, it results in a DQ. Therefore, big pop before he even says it. Goldust is the winner by DQ, so it's time to stop your grinning and drop your linen. And uh, um, he's got to decide: is he a heel if you're if you're siding with the corporation? Because this is very face like what you're doing to it is. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, but she doesn't. Well, seem I mean, to I liked much. some of it. Well, obviously, yeah. Uh, she doesn't seem to mind at all. HBT takes out a twenty, sticks it right in between her tits. And then you see Jeff Jarrett watching on the TV from the back. HBK says, I love my job. She teases dropping her bra. Cole says, you go, girlfriend. Oh, my God. Exactly. Uh, then Blue Blazer. Mike tonight. <laughs> Blue Blazer and Jeff Jarrett come out. Blazer covers her with the cape. And HBK grabs the bra, rubs it on his face. It was like that skit from Chappelle's show. <laughs> Titty <laughs> residue. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vince is shown leaving Mankind's office smiling. It seems he got his way. Next, you get the Outlaws versus Bo- Bossman and Shamrock with HBK for the tag titles. Uh, Sh- uh, Shawn Michaels has said that DX is not allowed at ringside. Heels in control most of the match. Guns the hot tag. HBK distracts the, distracts the ref, gives the nightstick to Bossman, but Gun reverses a suplex into a pin to retain. It was kind of ugly. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll probably see this again. Probably, yeah. Yeah, a lot of repeats on Raw. Yeah. It was a weird week. It was a weird week. We'll get there. Uh, Mankind versus Rock. Christmas time, I'm telling you, man. December. They phoned shit in. I said simply have a Christmas, a good Christmas time. <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, yeah, world title match between Mankind and Rock. Vince and Shane are out. Um, and uh, Vince asked Mankind if he brought a pen. Mankind has the contract in his hand. He says, oh, oh, I'm willing to omit that stipulation. Um, but Cole calls Mankind getting screwed at Survivor Series the greatest double cross in WWF history. Except the first time that it happened. This is the unplanned one. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is like a third one since. Um, yeah, it's funny how they omit and celebrate the same thing at the same time. Like They don't really it's don't true. talk about it, but they will when they need to. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of fucked up. They played a little dirty. Uh, Mankind says he wants Vince to admit to the fans that he never said I quit, and he wants Vince to do it on his knees. And Vince's, Vince's response is great. Well, I heard somebody say they quit, and uh, Rock said it, so if Rock said he heard it, then that's good enough for me. Mankind tears up the contract, and the match finally starts. At one point, Mankind uses the steps, and Vince yells to... I think Kyoto was the uh, the ref on this one. Yeah. Uh, and he says, next time he does anything like this, DQ his ass. And uh, again, in our, it was something we're going to see on Raw, but during the match, Rock just puts on the headset and just starts cutting a promo. We got to fucking love I liked it. liked when he used to do this show. Oh, hell yeah. No, it was fucking great. Um, uh, but Mankind fights back. He gets the chair. Rock gets advantage before he can use it. DDTs Mankind while they're on the floor onto the chair. Mankind hits a leg drop to the crotch of the rock, and Vince says, that's it. That's a DQ. So Mankind's like, well, you can't ring, you can't call for the bell if you're dead, so he pile-drives Kyoto. Vince tells the timekeeper to ring the bell. Mankind uses the same strategy. Says, you can't ring the bell if you're not standing. Takes out the timekeeper. 
Mankind goes after Vince. Rockets a chair shot. Rockets a rock bottom. Shane goes for a shot on him with the world title, but Mankind ducks and Rock eats the title shot. Mankind covers him. Tim White in. Two count. Locks in Sacco. Ref calls for the bell. Vince takes the mic from Fink as he tries to make the call. Says, cut the damn music. Mankind wins the match. However, the only way to win the title is by pin or submission, and he didn't submit. So you get a little bit of a dusty finish there with a lazy booking for how to explain it. Uh, yep. So, yep, Sacco on Vince. Uh, two sh- chair shots from Shane. No sells him. Beats down Vince. Sacco on Shane. The Stooges are out. They eat shit. And uh, Shamrock, Bossman, and Rock eventually take Mankind out. Exciting pay-per-view so far. Yeah, it only gets better. Uh, you get Taker and Austin and a Buried Alive match. And this, you know, this one, for the most part, again, minus the ending, was what you expect. I never understood why they would start these Buried Alive matches in the match. You know, of all the times you're going to wrestle on the floor, just wrestle around the grave. Right. Why are you going to the ring? Because then you got to drag their ass all the way the fuck back there. It's wrestling. You know what I mean? Because wrestling. Uh, Let's see. Uh, You know, a lot of false finishes with the grave. Um, At one point, he gets, Austin gets Taker, uh, hits him with a stunner. Taker rolls into the grave. Austin chases Bear off. So it's just take her out there. He sits up and he crawls out of the grave. And then he goes to the other side of the dirt pile with the shovel in his hand, but selling almost like he's waiting for Austin to come back to ambush him. But at the same time, like he was storming the beaches of Normandy Um, because shortly after that pyro goes off from the grave. So obviously he was shielding himself but selling it is waiting for Austin. Well, lo and behold, it's Kane. He crawls out, attacks Taker, hits a tombstone, rolls him into the grave. Then Austin comes out in a backhoe, but he gets out and instructs the driver to drop the dirt in, which takes about a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It was, they got the worst backhoe operator in the fucking county. He probably wasn't even forklift certified. Should have just had Austin do it. Yeah, no shit, right? He gets some beers. He gives one to Hedner, and they drink on top of the grave, and then he does the pour one out from a home. He's onto the fucking uh, onto the <laughs> grave, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I did pop for that. So, yeah, not their best effort. He said he was. He said uh, like he was storming the beaches of Normandy, like like Teddy Lachance's dad. Oh wow, that's a, that's a deep cut. I don't remember if you said that name on its own, I wouldn't get it. But bringing it up, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be a psycho just like your old man. <laughs> Looney, Looney, Looney. Bro, when you, I saw this online, bro. When you think about it, think about those four kids and how he explains what happens to him after. It's pretty much what happened to him in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that fucked River up. died. Yep. Yeah, a lot of it, yeah. Corey Feldman went nuts. He has a great band. He's touring with somebody. Who is he touring with? Fuck if I know. I yeah, I don't remember. tickets that anytime soon. Yeah, I know, right? Well, let's talk about Raw. I'd rather I'd rather see what Corey Haim looks like nowadays. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a duet with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Throw it to Lucas. <laughs> anyway, let's go to Raw. Let's go to Raw. December fourteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Corporations in the locker room planning business for the night. Uh, Vince mentions taking down the big red machine. We get Godfather and Velvenus versus Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. 
And he says, they won't be sleepless in Seattle. They'll be moaning in Tacoma. <laughs> okay? Because they're in Tacoma. So. Okay. Uh, Godfe- Godfather and Velvinus win. Gangrel gets on the mic afterwards. He throws his uh, best Patrick Mahomes fit and says, there's going to be a bloodbath tonight, which is still one of my favorite terms of all time. You going to stay for the feeding? <laughs> <laughs> Austin, 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 Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just trying to put all this together here. You said you don't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Your raw completely doesn't have this. It might not. Did it happen in the beginning of the show? It opened the fucking show. Then no, it doesn't. Please enlighten me. What's not on the cock? DX brought it back one more time. You got the croc. And this time it was Road Dog being Vince and Billy Gunn was being Shane. He just kept being like, you tell him, Dad. And he had a silver spoon in his hand. And there was these two midgets that were just right on Road Dog's ass the whole time. Ass kissers, right? One had a sign that said Briscoe, Briscoe. Brothers Body Shop, yeah, right? And, yeah. and then, uh, so you haven't seen any of this shit. Wow. No. YouTube it. Uh, and you don't see uh, Triple H playing the croc again. And fucking X-Pac kills it. He's Ken Shamrock. And he just keeps going, ah! like screaming <laughs> and shit. But, but the funniest part is that, Road Dog being Vince, he's like, everybody says I'm an asshole. And he's like, but I'm not a sphincter. I'm a blah, 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 whatever. And they keep saying sphincter. So all of a sudden, X-Pac goes, oh, this, all this talk about sphincters getting me excited. I want to do a five-knuckle shuffle or some shit like that. It said something like a five-knuckle shuffle dance or some shit. Yeah. And, yeah. So doing that, uh, he did that part a couple of times. It was fucking hysterical. China is playing the part of Big Boss Man. So she is just taking the nightstick and just twirling it around, almost funny circus-like, and throws it up in the air and drops it and doesn't know where it goes. Like, even she's getting in on this thing. It was great. So either they took it out because of all the sphincter talk, um, or they had to have one more person to get made fun of. And out comes Jason Sensation as HBK. Oh. I'm sorry. HB Gay is what he called Ah, himself. that's probably why. There's your head trick. Why is that on <laughs> Dude, it was a really good segment, man. But like I said, X-Pac to me stole the whole fucking thing. Just ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely um, the first thing I'm watching when we're done here. You are definitely gonna have to watch it. Uh, there, I had to find it on YouTube for Soundwise. There is a full fourteen-minute version on Daily Motion, or there's in two segments on YouTube. All right, so check it out. And to everybody else, obviously, because if you're following along with us each week, you're not gonna be seeing that on Peacock. Yeah, good segment. Not. But then, but then it ends with the real Shawn Michaels and. Uh, the corporation coming out and 
it's funny because Rock is like, I'll come down there and beat your ass, blah, blah, blah. And Triple H goes, you know, I seem to remember the last time you and I got in a ring. I know I was away for a couple months, but when I was here, I was kicking your ass every week. And he goes, if I'm not mistaken, I took your title last time. And Rock goes, the only reason you did that is because she hit me in the corporate jewels. Uh, referencing SummerSlam for the ladder match. And it sets up that tonight, because they all wanted to... Uh, Shawn Michaels says, because you guys think that you're the only ones with a sense of humor, we're going to show you what kind of sense of humor we have. We're going to get a rematch of last night's Rock Bottom uh, pay-per-view where we're going to have the tag titles on the line between New Age Outlaws and Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock. And Triple H, you will get to go one-on-one with The Rock tonight. I can't believe you... This is like a fucking 15-minute opener. I can't believe you didn't see this. No shit. That explains why it was only an hour and 22 there it is. <laughs> I thought I just got lucky. All right. Well, now that we got done with that, like I said, go check that out. And a reminder, one day in the near future, I will be doing a uh, uh, anthology of the Monday Night Wars. I will be doing super cuts for each year where it's oh, nice. just our Monday Night War segments. They will be special releases yet to be uh, determined. Exciting. Yep. And uh, each segment will be separated by your bumper of... Monday Night Wars. Monday Night Wars! <laughs> Which started from Wednesday Night Wars, Wednesday and I don't even Wars. know why. I just, I, it was just so simple. I'm like, we're keeping it. That's where, the way to go. Where do you think wrestling is going to be by the time we get done with this? In real life? Yeah. All the crazy shit that's happened over the last couple of years? Hopefully, Tony will have either dropped dead from an overdose or Jesus. Endeavor buys them out. Yeah. Part two. They really are going to be like WCW. Fuck. All right. Anyway, Kevin Kelly's with Blackman. Uh, Blazer's in action next, and he calls out, Blackman calls out Owen. He says, I'm going to unmask the Blazer and show everybody it's you, you filthy little nugget. (laughs) So you get Blue Blazer versus Goldust. Goldust sets up the Shattered Dreams, and Jeff Jarrett runs in. Blackman comes in. He takes out Jeff Jarrett. Then the Blazer takes the mask off. It's Owen. And the best part is Jarrett runs in and throws a tank top over his face. (laughs) (laughs) like a pair of underwear (laughs) (laughs) it was great Uh, let's see Uh, next they show Mark Henry backstage reciting poetry with the music playing and since King has said it probably 50 times over the last month they finally figured let's fucking run with it and sexual chocolate is born and new new theme and everything new theme and everything yeah fucking yeah uh, you get Sexual Chocolate and D-Lo with Terry and Jacqueline versus Hot Bob Holly and Scorpio. Uh, he's got his new music. He says, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I ain't here come here to fight. I came here to tell everybody a bedtime story. It's what happened on China, China and Oz date. She invited me to her room in that sexy voice of hers. Come here, Mark. <laughs> Sadly, that's very accurate. Uh, Dila, and you see Dila's face. I can't do impressions for shit, but for some reason I can get China's no problem. That's yeah, weird. That's scary on multiple levels. We'll blow right by it. They show Dilo's face, and he's actually enjoying this tale that Mark Henry is telling. He's like, okay, okay. And he goes, he's like, China. I was in the corner watching, getting all <laughs> cuckolded. <laughs> well, he's a, China told me to slip into something more comfortable. Dilo, you know you were running the camera. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't lying. That's basically what D-Lo said. Uh, so wait, so this was the original One Night in China. 
Eh, it may not have BBC been, style. Uh, B- BBC. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, she don't wore me out. Uh, yeah. Terry distracts the job squad, and uh, Jacqueline hits a drop kick from the top rope to give Henry the win. Yada yada. Next, you get the rematch that you spoke of, Outlaws versus Bossman and Shamrock. Uh, I don't know if Gunn's ankle was injured. It looked like it was wrapped, and they were definitely selling to it, so I don't know if they wrapped it just so they could sell it or if he mm. you know, tweaked it or something. Who the fuck knows? Habner takes a slight bump. It's enough to miss HBK hitting Road Dog with the chair, which only gets a two count. Uh, and then they hit HBK hits Gunn with the nightstick. Shamrock locks in the ankle lock. Gunn's out cold. So they do the three-hand drop, and we have new tag champs. Uh, both are double champs. Shamrock celebrated like he fucking won the world title. I know. Well, he's a double champ right now, too. He's also the Intercontinental champ. Dude, look at Big Boss Man. These are the first two titles he's yeah. ever held in his entire life. It's true. The It's funny, though, because it's so fucking hypocritical. Well, The Rock didn't uh, get pinned or submit. Well... Same with Billy Gunn here, and they accepted just some hand drops. Like, well, good enough. Titles yeah. could change hands. Yeah, well, it's Vince, you know, so whatever works for him, I guess. Uh, isn't it a damn shame that Ray Trailer wasn't alive when they redid Longest Yard? Why? Oh, it was like a security guard? Yeah. That would have been nice. There was enough they wrestlers had Steve in the movie in there. already. They had Kevin Nash. Racist as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was kind of fucked up. Goldberg? Kali? <laughs> wow, there were a lot of wrestlers on there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> With fucking Kevin Nash when he's on the... Uh, <laughs> All I ever did was love you. <laughs> it's so great. It's the best. Oh, man, I love it. Uh, Vince and Shane come to the ring, and they say, we have a bad taste in our mouth, referencing Sako. Uh, but not just because of that, because Austin qualified for the Rumble for winning that match. So tonight there's going to be a no-holds-barred match between Kane and Mankind, and we're going to pick what number Austin will enter the Royal Rumble. So they've got the little tumbler there. Uh, Shane and the soap naturally they pick number one and Shane says you know what it's the holidays this isn't fair let's give them one more chance they pick the next number guess what it's number one and Vince says well there's 29 other people so you know whatever competitor eliminates Austin will collect via one of Shane's trust funds a hundred thousand dollars we're gonna name one other part about this fucking bounty yep uh, let's not forget where this goes. Um, oh, believe me, I remember. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. It says there's only one person. This superstar is at the same level of Aust- as Austin and is the only person that could possibly save Ted Turner's WCW. And he will compete in his first ever Royal Rumble. And it's Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We've all seen this movie, so I don't think we really need to do. And just to show you this is luck, luck, this luck of the draws up and up, Shane will draw my number, and I hope it's number two. Naturally, it's number 30. And Vince says, well, that seems fair to me. And uh, Vince says, Austin, you have no chance in hell of ever being champ again where this is born too because the name of the Royal Rumble is called Royal Rumble No No Chance Chance in Hell hell. yep absolutely man get the music I love it I forgot all about I mean not forgot I mean you know you try to block out certain things like the 99 winner of the Royal Rumble but at the same point leading up to it the bounty all this shit and if you haven't actually ever watched that actual Rumble match aside from the outcome 
you're like, fuck, how's Austin really going to do this? It was, it was, I liked it, but, you know, uh, then I hated it. Yep. No, 100%. Uh, we got Mankind on the Tron. He yells out, Daddy. I got a better idea for you, Vince. You're the guy with the 20-inch guns. Why don't you face me tonight? Unless you f- suffer from a lack of testicular fortitude, Dad, I'll see you in the ring. We get Vince and the Stooges in the back talking about the potential match with Mankind. You want a cup of coffee, Mr. Mac-Man? Every time they go to get him coffee, things don't seem to go right. Well, we haven't had a pole match in a while, so how about Jeff Jarrett versus Steve Blackman on a guitar on a pole match? Jeff Jarrett gets on the mic and says, Deborah will not strip tonight. And Deborah says, I don't know. I had a lot of fun last night. She's a good whore. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I, she, I, she irritated me so much watching Nitro mm-hmm. that I still am not over it. Yeah. I don't care what she strips down to. No, 100%. 100%. All right. Uh, let's see. Deborah's on the apron teasing Blackman. Jeff Jarrett almost gets the guitar. Deborah again teasing to prevent Blackman from getting the guitar, takes her top off. This time Jarrett gets the guitar, but he misses the shot. Then Blackman misses a shot, and we get a ref bump. Owens in with a second guitar for a huge shot on Blackman. Jeff Jarrett wins. Do you think Austin was like, God damn, look at those titties. I'd like to marry her and beat the piss out of her one day. Uh, If I were a gambling man, I would venture that that's exactly what he said. (laughs) Minus the Maybe minus the beat. But then again, you never know. He's a redneck. Uh, He is a redneck. Uh, Briscoe and Patterson are in the locker room with uh, Tiger Ali Singh, and we see Bloodbath written in blood on the wall. Tiger's like, I don't want to go into the ring. I don't know you. <laughs> so then we see Vince and Shane in the back. Shane says, uh, hey, Pops, you going to take on Mankind tonight? He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it my way, not his way. More to come on that. Next, you get Tiger Ali Singh versus Gangrel. The music hits for Gangrel and the Brood. Tiger tries to powder but he gets to the top of the ramp, and he's surrounded by the brood. It's a beatdown. The lights go out, and then they come back on. There's no brood. Tiger Ali Singh is down. The problem is they had this really bright red light going, so you couldn't mm-hmm. tell that he was covered in blood until somebody in production said, hey, assholes, turn the red light off, <laughs> at which point it turned off, and you could actually see that he was covered in blood. What killed me was hearing... Uh right before the segment ended, Jerry Law goes, I've never seen anything like this before. Yes, you have. In yeah. June, when Austin was covered in blood from Kane. Mm-hmm. Not new. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know why that bothered me. Yeah. He's just doing what Vince tells him. All right. Mankind versus Say Kane. it. Say it. So Michael's like, <laughs> you go, girl. Sadly enough, I think that was mad. I think that was Cole's line. I don't think they fed it to him. <laughs> I don't think Mr. Mac-Man had that one. <laughs> Mankind versus Kane. During the match, Vince comes to the top of the ramp and says, you want it, you got it, but we're doing it my way, not yours. I'll see you in the parking lot for a good old-fashioned street fight. Mankind just bounces from the match and heads to the parking lot. During the commercial, we see that after that had happened, uh, the White Coats, Shamrock and Boss Man, head to the ring. Uh, they get Kane in a straight jacket and get him in the ambulance and take him away to the nut house. Let's see if that ambulance never gets found either. <laughs> and 
Mankind and Vince are in the parking lot, like in the arena, like indoors, you know, in the garage. They're not outside or anything. Uh, Vince is getting his ass beat. The Stooges run in. They get beat up, too. Another Socko on Vince. Uh, tries to stuff him into the trunk of the limo, but Rock makes the save. And, if, you know, as if we don't get enough iconic moments from history, you know, week to week when we do this, it's a rock bottom on the hood of the limo. It looked flawless. The way Rock kind of just rolled off the hood right onto his feet, it just, it was just perfect. It was excellent setup. It was awesome. Uh, main event, Triple H versus The Rock for the world title. There's a sign in the front row. Uh, I'm assuming it was a woman that had it. It said, Hunter, show me yours and I'll show you mine. That was a guy. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> may have been. Hey, you know, it was 1998, pal. Uh, Cowboys fan. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Rock gets on the headset again during the match. He says, Triple H looks like Tarzan and he wrestles like Jane. No need to get all homophobic about it, bro. Triple H and HBK, HBK are on the floor arguing. Hebner gets in between them. China hits a low blow on Rock in the ring. Triple H hits the DDT, gets a two count. Shawn Michaels and China are on the floor arguing. Hebner gets in between them. Shawn Michaels walks away while China and Hebner are still arguing. Triple H hits a pedigree, but HBK grabs the title, hits Triple H in the back. Rock crawls over for the pin. It's only a two count. China grabs HBK. Hebner gets in between them again, and Test comes in. Yep. Four, five, six weeks after he was there for the Motley Crue show. Hits the power slam on Triple H. Rock retains. It takes them a while to sell it. But like, oh, that's Motley Crue's bodyguard. It took them a while. They go, that's, uh, that's um, King. That's, uh, that's the, uh, and I was, I liked it. it. Instead of just automatically being like, oh my God, that's Andrew Tass Martin. You know, they, they're like, wait, where have we seen this guy before? It was, I liked actually how they did this one. Uh, but yeah, man, I, for, Jesus Christ, I forgot Tess was going to actually be showing up soon. Yep. Um, yeah, man, uh, between the pay-per-view and Raw, it, you know, good segments, good segments, uh, you know, nostalgic segments, but, uh, not the best showing as of late. Nope. No, no but don't worry. WCW didn't do as well. I think that of all of their recent shows, I mean, obviously it's not a high bar to, to live up to, but I, I think this show was better. Than it's been. I'm going to say that at Can't least. Can't wait to get to Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> I said for the most part. Uh, Scott Pusky versus Raven opens up the show. Actually, it's six minutes, six and a half minutes into the show that it actually starts. But um, And it's, it's copy, paste, repeat. Uh, Raven comes to the ring without Canyon. Cuts a promo. Naturally. What about Raven? Canyon comes out. He tells Putsky, Raven's not wrestling, so why don't you just go ahead and leave? He goes, Raven, you get the most airtime without wrestling out of anybody. Everyone in the back in the crowd is sick of it. Tells the crowd, you know, Raven went to an Ivy League school. He's got a degree in pre-med. He's got a $3.2 million trust fund. At 16, his parents bought him a Mercedes. Raven says, my mother never loved me, Canyon. Raven just slinks out of the ring. And here's the thing. On its face, not taking into account how they did it, this isn't the worst <laughs> angle in the world, but this is just fucking getting dragged on and on well, and on. In, I would have been fine if that segment ended right there, and we didn't have to deal with anything else about that again tonight, but hang on. Hang on, there's For more. For some reason, you like this Nitro. I, I didn't say I liked it. <laughs> Twelve and a half minutes in, we get our splash intro. That's a little more on par for Nitro. Next, you get Volano 5 versus Eddie. Volano lands on his heat again during this match. Not as bad as the first time, but 
Uh, Eddie hits a frog splash, but he pulls away from the pin at two and a half. LWO comes out, bell rings, and because WCW, right? Uh, and they recruit Volano 5. No word on 4. That's okay, it. yeah. I, I, I was like, I, you have more right. of that? Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next you get Wrath versus Al Green. No, not that Al Green. Wrath wins. Love and happiness. <laughs> I was going to sing Let's Stay Together, but both good songs. Yeah, mine was better. Jeans... <laughs> Gene's in the ring with Bischoff. Bischoff is confident about his match with Flair. And then he says something to that fat kid right there. Anytime you're going to make fun of a fat kid, I'm all for it. Uh, He says, Flair's history. He's the past. I'm a trained killer. Flair runs out. Bischoff potters. They do a little cat and mouse for a little bit. Chases him to the back. And then as soon as they're both off camera and in the back, Gene goes, let's get Ric Flair out here for a promo. He was just there. Flair does flare things. Just black out. All right. Flair does flare things. Not that. Uh, he, names, <laughs> he, he names all the old timers again. He calls Bischoff an aristocrat. And then, uh, you know what? He'll start screaming. Then he'll stop and look serious. Then he grabs his arm. Then he collapses in the corner grabbing his arm. And fucking mean Gene. Hey, this man has hurt himself. It's funny they they're like maybe maybe it's a shoulder on commentary. I go, guys, he's grabbing his fucking left arm. He looks like he's having a goddamn heart attack. And you guys are like, did he throw his arm out of his socket while trying to uh, <laughs> while dropping a phantom elbow? This yeah. man hurt himself. Uh, Arms comes out. He calls for the paramedics. Even Dusty comes out. Gene tells the camera to shut off. Um, and I'll tell you what, this angle was worth it just so I could skip more of the show. <laughs> oh, God. And, yeah, the whole thing was just... It's funny, because I thought that when he did it at uh, the last his match. last match where he faked the heart attack. It's a like, callback. I thought that was the first time. No, oh, wow, okay, no, you do this quite often. <laughs> you want to recreate uh, something? Recreate yeah. that plane crash. You know, now that I'm reading these notes out loud, yeah, no, this was another shitty... Nitro. Uh, Bam Bam is backstage. He just attacks Scott Hall. Bam Bam gets pulled away by security. Nash shows up, and he wants to fight Bam Bam. Then Goldberg shows up, and guess what? We're going to get a triangle match tonight, just like we did last week. That never happened. Right. What was cool is all the security was completely busy with flair, and we're over at the ambulance. You watch Bam Bam just walk right by all of them. They were all too busy, and he's not supposed to be there, right? It was. It was. I liked it, but the end, he beat the living piss out of Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was our one. Felt like it was four. Gene's, <laughs> tell me about it. Gene was in the ring with Billy Kidman. This should be rich. Uh, requ- uh, he requests that Ray comes out, and he wants a fair match, just like the last time they had a promo together. Uh, and Ray says, all right, no interference from the LWO. Well, guess what happens? The LWO flocks? Yes. Ah! I think, if I am not mistaken, we could be seeing very soon the beginning of The Filthy Animals, which was Kidman, Mysterio, mm-hmm. and I think someone else where they all like have their team together. I think that's... Because the way they team up in this whole thing, after LWO came to the ring, they did it, some moves together and stuff. They so it looks did. Like they fought them off a towards it. Is this Is that the one where Ray wears a lot of camouflage? A lot of camo? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Man, He's also maskless. 
Yes, I well that part that angle's coming up with Bischoff soon. Yeah, the one that Bischoff gets criticized oh, for a lot. Yeah, I know, right? Next, you get Jericho out with Ralphus. Jericho is carrying one of those sign stands like that you would see in like a Perkins, where you'd walk in and it says "Please wait, wait to be seated." You know, like the metal frame yep. with the square bottom. He's carrying one <laughs> with him. Calls out Conan for beating him for the title. Conan. He says Conan is the biggest Latino hip hop star since Gerardo. Gerardo. He's like Rico Suave. Oh my God. And he says, I want to reenact the travesty that happened to me. Conan used a foreign object. And he calls for exhibit A, which is Conan. Wolfpack music hits. It's some Jamoke pretending to be Conan. I have no idea who it is. He has a shovel. Doesn't look athletic at all. So this guy dressed up as Conan gets in the ring carrying a shovel. And Jericho goes, Ralphus, pin, no! <laughs> Don't know if it was because of the movie or if it was just him barking at him. Worked either way. It was, but like actually, yeah, saying it just like that was it, awesome. Yeah, it was perfect. Jericho draws up a play on the whiteboard. It's basically him beating up Conan and during the match is what it's supposed to be. And he says, all right, well, now exhibit B. Conan pulls out brass knuckles. He hit me with these brass knuckles, and I fought on. Exhibit C, steel chain. At this point, I notice that Jericho is wearing his wrestling tights with cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's fucking... Didn't even catch that. And, like, the tights are, like, rolled up, and, like, you tell he's, like, not wearing socks or anything. He's just got fucking cowboy boots on with his fucking gear. I don't think I even noticed <laughs> he was wearing the cowboy boots. <laughs> Exhibit C is the steel chain. He hit me with that. I kept going. Exhibit D is the steel shovel. He hit me with that. I keep going. Exhibit E was the title. He hit me with that. And, you know, I I went down then. But he pinned me, but I grabbed the rope. And you can't stop rock and roll, and you can't stop Jericho. I'm too legit to quit. We're going to have a rematch at Starcade. And then he clotheslines the Conan impersonator and puts him in the Lion Tamer. I was once really legit, but then I got to be too legit. And then you had to quit. quit. Yeah. (laughs) Story of my life. Yeah. Emery Hale versus Barry Windham. Windham wins. Norman Smiley versus, and as soon as I was waiting to find out who it was, I'm like, I know exactly who it is. It's fucking Saturn. Uh, Saturn hulks up and he beats Smiley like Mike Bell. <laughs> let's, see who, uh, let's see out there who knows that. <laughs> yep. It's a good one. Uh, Lil Nate uh, grabs, it tries to break a, you know, does like the five count, tries to break up the beat down in the corner and. Saturn looks at him and does his best shamrock and says, I need you to please keep your hands off of me. Cat <laughs> S- and Sonny Ono come out. They both eat a bump. Saturn sets up Smiley for the DVD, but Cat super kicks him. Um, and the best part is, is that there was a ref bump. So Little Nate is down. And as soon as Cat hits the super kick on Saturn, another ref comes in. Stands right in the middle of the ring, watches Cat super kick Saturn, stands there, looks around like a putz, and does the fastest three count I've ever seen for Smiley. No DQ. At this point, our truth was on Raw, so I took a break. <laughs> you know, speaking of what people were wearing, was he wearing moon boots on Raw? It looked like he was wearing like a pair of moon boots. It did uh, not look like a pair of Uggs. It might have been a pair of Uggs. Oh, there's. I think okay. so. All right. Yeah, probably. That's pretty funny. He can afford them, you know. Let's see. Gene's in the ring with Bret Hart because it wouldn't be Nitro if we didn't have a Bret Hart in ring promo with Gene. Playing up the injuries again, the same old shtick. He calls out DDP for a shot at the U.S. title. 
Gene casually mentions Wade Boggs' ringside. DDP comes out. He gets hit with a chair shot from Giant from behind. And then in one of the I don't care how gimmicked, just like when Brian Cage ripped that ladder apart, I don't care how gimmicked it was. The look of it. It was just the the look Mm -hmm. was cool. You know, they've got those fucking uh, diamond-plated WCW letters on both sides of the stage. This motherfucker just started ripping them off. I don't care how gimmicked they are. It was visually was cool as shit. Sounded loud when they when they were being thrown. It sounded like the steel steps. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then he just hits a choke slam on. Uh, he get he stands up on top of that uh, platform where those letters were, and there's an obvious crash pad underneath, like some you know plywood or something, and he choke slams DDP through it. Uh, not great looking, but still nowhere as bad as Jericho's off the uh, blood and gut cell. Where, where he opens his eye. Did it look cool? Did it all look okay? Did it go well? <laughs> Hour three, we get Conan out with uh, a baseball player and a Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers player that are both Hispanic. That's why they're there. Um, versus Stevie Ray for the TV title. And Stevie Ray has Booker with him. Booker, uh, I'm sorry, Stevie Ray just wants Booker to watch his back. Uh, on the way out, Conan walked by um, Disco Douchebag in the back. And uh, Disco's going on about being in the wolf pack. So thank God that's not over yet. Uh, Stevie takes out the slapjack, starts talking to Booker. And so this is how I'm going to finish this. You, you can see how it's done. Booker stops him and says, you don't need it. Well, apparently he does because Conan won right after. They show Steinbrenner, uh, George Steinbrenner and uh, Warren Sapp in the luxury box. If you need me to explain it, who it is, I'm going to not do it. So there you go. Not you particularly, the listeners. George who? Yeah. Kidding. There you go. Bischoff comes to the ring. Oh, the guy that was on Seinfeld. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bischoff comes to the ring. He's not wearing his leather jacket. He's got a fleece over his NWO shirt. He's got on glasses. He looks serious. Announces Flair appeared to have a mild heart attack. Apologizes to Flair's family. Inside, he's like, and I will look his beautiful wife in the face and apologize. I will do it to his kids. And I'm just waiting. I'm like... For him to be like and say, I'm sorry. Then he didn't completely die. I was waiting for it. He stayed the kayfabe the whole fucking time. It was. Uh, this is so it, weird. I don't. Milking it a bit much. Yeah, it was. It was very drawn out. I don't know. Again, I'm glad they're doing it because it was more I could skip through. Because um, I don't know how it unfolds over the next, what, three weeks until uh, we get to Starcade? Maybe two. Might only be two weeks from here. But um, yeah, I am. Um, he ulti- comes out next week. He's like, turns out it was gas. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Necessary roughness. It's angina. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Never mind. Gene's on the ramp with Booker T. He says prayers for Flair. Stevie comes out. It's the same old shit. Um, the best part was uh, Stevie Ray twice saying, these fans don't give a dern about you. Dern. Dern. I don't give no dern about you. Mirror now. Mirror minute. Well, you know, I think that team can only withstand one really bad promo and saying something yeah. wrong. So I think Dern is probably the safe way to go. Yeah, probably. We coming for you. <laughs> Dern mother. Okay. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Uh, Stevie leaves him with a black and white shirt and walks off. Yada, yada, black and white. 
Next, we go outside of the arena and we see some Karen walking up to security. What do you mean I can't get in? What do you mean I can't get in? It's Raven's mom. She just wants to see her son. She goes, but Scott's my son. They go, who? And yeah. I was like, is this Scott Hall's mom? And she goes, he goes by Raven. And I was yeah. like, oh, my fucking God. The, the, the one line that got, got lost in this, I had to go back to listen. He goes, I didn't warm up my Learjet just to be shut away. Canyon comes up and he goes, I know her. I know her. Listen, he's not here. He's not here, but I'll take you there. And there's one problem, though. It's going to cost you 50 bucks. I, I need the money. She's like, I'm not paying you anything. Let's go. And they, and they walk off and argue together. And that's the last of it. We, we get no follow-up for the rest of the night. Yeah, he went and banged Raven's mom. Probably. Actually, no, he was gay. That's right. He wouldn't have. Boy, this show today. Not that. that. <laughs> we here at the Top of Wrestling would like to celebrate National Pride Month and extend support <laughs> to the entire LGBTQ plus community. Next, you get Scott Hall versus Horace Hogan. Guess what happens? Black and white interferes. Next, you get Hippie Hammer versus Scott Steiner. It's a squash. Scott wants to talk to Lex Luger. Luger comes out, puts a buff, puts Lex over. They're trying to get him in the black and white. They offer him a shirt, and Luger just bounces. And Scott says, "Think about it." Okay. Main event time: Bam Bam Bigelow versus Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. There is a whopping six minutes left in the show when the bell rings. Imagine. Yeah, I was excited to see that. I was like, a big that. triple threat. There's like a thousand pounds of men in the ring, and we're gonna have this done in six minutes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, I do like this because Nash does Nash things and the bell rings and Nash just sits in the corner and lets the other two beat the shit out of each other. At least something was played right, you know? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Hall ends up coming in and attacking Goldberg. It's a DQ because WCW. Uh, Hall and Bam Bam go back and forth. Hall sends him packing to the floor, joins them. They brawl on the floor. Goldberg and Nash continue to fight in the ring, and we're out of time. Good night, everybody. And Ric Flair's dead. <laughs> more, more on that to come next week. Jeez, it was not a good thunder. Not a good set. Not a good night show. I, no. I wasn't really. Uh, I, I felt like I think everybody kind of had a real shitty wars twenty five years ago. Yeah. Rock bottom sucked. It's Christmas I, time, you know. Everybody's phoning it in. Everybody's phoning it in. Yeah, except us. We don't. We don't phone anything in. Never. Next week, best of. <laughs> All right, man. Well, what we can't phone in is figuring out what is going to happen for WrestleMania 40. Let's try to fantasy book it in this week's Top Topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... This week's Top Topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. The Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. 
ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order, based off the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans, much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. Matt Riddle's going to come back, win the Rumble, win all the championships. <laughs> Just kidding. <sighs> I'm glad that he's gone. I'm glad I don't have to see him anymore. Remember that one time he did that promo? Hey, Oscar, you think that they have scoot? I'm sorry. I got to go. I, you know, I forgot what I was saying. You know there's already rumors about Austin come back to face Punk at WrestleMania. See, I did hear that. And let me say, if you do that and somehow Rock does show up for Roman, holy shit. But, I don't know, man. Tacking on two more years from Austin's last match with uh, Owens, it ended on a good note. Well... Almost on a good note. The next night, he had to try to stun McMahon. We all know how that went. Mm-hmm. I don't think Austin and Punk are going to be at WrestleMania. What I really think is we're probably going to get what we saw in that promo this week on Raw. I think we're going to get Rollins and Punk at WrestleMania. I feel like it's going to make the most logical sense, especially you know over the next couple of months. But let's work our way around here. Do you have any matches personally set in stone that you think are 100 percent going to happen so i don't I have, have any, several so i don't have anything for the rumble and, and for the and for uh elimination chamber i just have the chamber matches laid out so i've got the okay. winners for I don't both even rumbles. Have, okay both rumbles who wins uh who wins the women's i hate to say it but i'm gonna say it nia Jax. see the promo on raw with her and becky I'm thinking they're going to have a one-on-one match at Rumble. Think so. Okay. I I know I I know so. No so. <laughs> no, just they're, you know, going off the whole, you know, broken face angle, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to lie by the way. Nia Jax, great promo. If you didn't catch it, one of the things she said she cuz Becky goes, "Go ahead, hit my face. Go ahead, go." And she goes, "You need this more than I do." I go, "Oh, yeah, fuck. That I did like that line." Yeah. God damn. Uh, Gunda had Anyway, so I th- you think Nia Jax is going to win the Rumble? I <laughs> Gun to head, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boom. So I think for the women's Rumble, I actually think it'll be Bailey. I think she's going to get hmm. turned on on damage control, and I think she goes after EO. You know, I started. I started to think that. I started to think that. And. I think they're going to get Nia Jax and Becky Lynch out of the way at Rumble, and I think it's Becky and Rhea at WrestleMania. You can't do Rhea and Nia Jax. That's two heels. You're not going to do that at WrestleMania. Yeah, never stop them before. They, well, hey, well, I guess, yeah, never mind. It can happen, but I don't think it's going to be, I mean, real just be faced as fuck during that entire feud. Yeah. Everybody will love that. She pretty much is anyway. Well, true. Uh. I have CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble. Same. Okay. Uh, with how things are going right now, if Gunther 
defeats Miz at day one or whatever it is, he's still dealing with Giovanni and Kaiser and arguing. I had said maybe have them as a triple threat at WrestleMania, right? The legacy style. Maybe even just do it at, at Rumble. Get that out of the way. I don't think Gunther needs to be in the Rumble this year. Because um, if you put him in there, why have him in there if he's not going to win the thing? I think if they haven't, I uh, I don't think at this point with the amount of headliners that they have and the fact that they haven't even teased that yet, that you might as well save it for next year. Pull the trigger next year exactly. on them. Totally. I give him the rest of this year. And I think, well, we'll talk about it when we get there in a couple minutes. Uh, and I think Jay Uso will fuck over Drew McIntyre at day one. And we're going to get a triple threat match for the title at Rumble. Okay. Remember, Drew's not on the poster. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you're not going to expect him in your in that match. Jay doesn't need to be there because I already have him slated for a match at Rumble that has nothing to do with the championship. So uh, personally, Mania. I think that, yeah. Cut. What did I just say, Chamber? Rumble. Yeah. Rumble. Uh, Rumble, yeah. Um, I think they do a triple threat. Personally, that's what I would do. I think that would be the best way to go. But you know, That makes we'll sense. We'll see if it goes Yeah, that, that match makes sense. Yeah, and I would say Rollins retains there. So... So can I t- take me. a step back? What is I'm going to take a step back. Yes. You're talking about Gunter and uh, Imperium. I'm thinking a two-on-one handicap match instead of a triple threat. Mm, but how do you do it with the title on the line? You don't. Oh, all right. So you said you have Chamber. Yeah, right I- I've got the matches and the winners planned out. Go for it. All right, so for the men's, I've got Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sammy, Finn Balor, and Jey Uso. Okay. I think at the end, Rollins is going to retain, and Priest is going to try to cash in, but he's going to fail again. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. I think, and I think during the Elimination Chamber match, there's going to be a match between Orton and Solo Sokoa for the right to face Roman Reigns down the road. Dude, they're already doing... No, man, Roman and uh, Orton are going to be at Rumble. Yeah, see, I don't know if they're going to do it that early. I think they're going to save it. And I and I, and I think it's because I think because Punk's going to win the Rumble, he's going to go after Rollins, so it's going to leave Roman wide open, and Orton's going to want it. And, all right, well, if you want it, you've got to go through solo first. I mean, okay, all right, all right. So there's that. The women's one, it's rough because I was looking at the roster, and yeah. – their women's roster, you know, as much as we talk about it's a lot better than AEW, it still is not very stacked. So I think it's going to be Rhea retaining, and it's going to be Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark. Seems good. That's it. That's what That's I got. That's it. That's Chamber. That's it. Okay. Yep, everybody retains. And I think either at Chamber or the Raw right after, which, by the way, is in San Jose. <laughs> nice. I'm like, I may have, if we stay here that long, I may have to go yeah. to that. I was like, fuck, punk. And it's after Chamber, which is the one in Australia. So, you know, everybody would just be. That's right. Back. Yeah, that's the one Gunther can't go so, to. Yeah, that's right. Right. I am calling Lesnar comes out F5's Gunther. Ooh. When did you that's say the, the raw, the raw after between. Chamber? Correct. You know, I thought about that earlier today about Brock returning, and I don't know when it would happen. 
I'm going to say if he comes back, it's going to be surprise entrant at the Rumble. Mm. And you set up something there. I think I think it's him and Gunther at WrestleMania. If Gunther goes over, I'm for it. I don't think Lesnar needs the Intercontinental title. I don't think he'll win. I think it'll be... Yo, he fucking faced almost last year, okay? So this is a step up. Oh, fuck yeah. So, I mean, he's supposed to face Bray. He didn't want to. There was all that shit. Um... I just, I'm just saying, WrestleMania 40. If I'm the one booking this, man, it's make it huge. You gotta make it big. This is it's the 40th anniversary. Do it two nights. Exactly. Well, it's the 39th <laughs> anniversary technically. <laughs> uh, let me let me kind of go through. It doesn't matter what night technically it is. I do have Punk and Rollins at WrestleMania. Agreed. I have Lesnar and Gunther. That's awesome, and I hope you're right. I, yep. I have Bailey and Io Sky. Okay. I have Sami Zayn versus Solo Sokoa for some reason. I was trying to make something happen for Sami. Not sure if that's what it'll be. And, man, I don't know why it, it is kind of appealing to me. If John Cena can make his way back, for some reason, I think the best person to put him against, Dirty Dom. Mm. I think it could be a great feud. Just, you know, something light. Doesn't have to be. He fought... Austin Theory last year, so he doesn't need a very right. big marquee match. Um, but I have U.S. title Logan Paul defending against L.A. Knight. I think L.A. Knight goes over, wins the U.S. championship at WrestleMania from Logan Paul. That would be awesome. That would be the way to go. And that, that all that stuff right there I just said is pretty much where I had night one. Night two, I had Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. Just with how it's going, I had it's funny you said a handicap match for Gunther and Imperium. I actually have Kevin Owens taking on Grayson Waller and Austin Theory in a handicap match. Oh wow. It's just how things have been going with that lately. All right. You know, he's punching people backstage. <laughs> I have Cody and Randy. Huh. Because I'm holding out some hope, man. I would like to see Roman and Rock. If you're not, if you're gonna do it at any time, there's a last chance probably to do it because I think the tribal chief thing and everything is really, really running thin with Bloodline. Here's your chance to at least up it if you, if you want to. Mm. Uh, I have Roman and Rock, so that gives you Cody and Randy. Okay. Tag titles, I have Baylor and Priest keeping them over the Creed brothers, and I have them defending against Alpha Academy at WrestleMania. Hmm. Otis I think Chad and... Gable and Otis would be due for a, a good win at WrestleMania. I think it's okay. a tag title match. I also don't have Bobby Lashley and Profits in there anywhere. You know what I mean? There's still a lot of room for people. That's the, the problem. There's so It's such a stacked fucking roster. You may have to do a three-night uh, show. But you also have Jimmy and Jay, the brothers, match first time. Definitely. Agreed. So... That's where I'm at. What other matches do you think that you would differ from or anything that you see? Yeah, so I've got Nia Jackson and Ripley, and, I, and I, again, I, I hate to say it. It's not because I want it to happen. It's not because I think it's the right thing to do. I think they're going to have Nia Jax beat Ripley for the title. It's just uh, my two I cents. Like I don't like it either. Uh, I, I still think it's going to be Reigns versus Orton. I think Reigns is going to defi- uh, successfully retain. I think Reigns and Orton is a rumble. I'm pretty sure that that's already been penciled in. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. 
Oh, I mean, nothing's I been set in stone. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, I phoned in my, my guess for the tag titles because I don't think uh, they're going to put uh, Creed Brothers on WrestleMania. I think it's going to be Priest and Balor versus KO and Sammy again, and they're going to retain. I don't want that. They did way too much feuding over the want year. I don't want and think what's going to happen, two different things. Fair. I'm telling you what Fair. I think. These are my predictions. Uh, let's see. I think, again, EO Sky, you look at the SmackDown women's roster, there is not a lot of competition there. Uh, I think it's they're just going to throw Bianca Belair in there, and she's going to beat EO Sky for the title. EO Sky's had it for a long time. You know I love EO Sky. She's not doing much with that title. People like Belair. I don't really like Belair, to be honest with you. Yeah. Over her. Yeah, fair enough. So am I, kind of. Again, another person who really didn't do wouldn't much mind, with the title. But it's not necessarily her fault, mind Kari Sane. You know, I mean, yeah, Kari but she's on the same faction with EO. Yeah, exactly. Saying, exactly. Uh, now, what I will say is here, I think that the Monday after Mania is when Damage Control turns on Bailey. Oh, wow. Okay. You have months away. Okay. Yep. I, I, that's not where I'm seeing it, but who knows? I mean, I thought it was going to happen right away on SmackDown. They still haven't pulled that trigger. So right. you could be right. And I think since Co- I think since uh, Punk's going to face Rollins and Reigns is going to be tied up with Orton, there's really not a lot for Cody to do. I think it's going to be Cody and Drew. Lackluster, uh, underwhelming, but I honestly I think that's what they're going to book. Yeah. You know what I would like to see is if, you know, there's reports that Drew's going to be out soon. Sure. Who I'd like to have him face, if not Cody like that, I actually would like them to run back one more time, him and Sheamus. One-on-one, they've had some great matches, like uh, the Donnybrook fight or whatever it is. You know, they, they had some good fights, and you know, I mean, they did great with uh, Gunther last year. I'm not saying it has to be the same thing, but give Drew something better than Cody. Yeah. And something i got to say, Cody's got to stop trying to cut her. He, it, it doesn't look good, man. Nobody lands right. It's like shit every time. Yeah, it's a dumb move anyway. Yeah. Uh, look, man, I think that there's a lot of options for a lot of these guys. I mean, maybe Cena and Rock don't even bother coming because it's already enough stacked of a roster. Do I think we'll get Roman and Cody too? I think there's still that possibility. Shit, maybe it's uh, Cody and Randy versus... Roman, maybe they do a triple threat. They did it a couple years ago with Daniel Bryan being put into the edge match. It's possible. I I could see that happening. Man, I just... It could be very, very huge if they do the right things, man. But I've also seen where, like, they... Fucking Brock Lesnar and almost last year. I'm like, what the fuck? What That was not appealing in any way possible to me. I was like, I'm not even watching this match. Bro, last year, I or earlier this year, this year, either right before or right after WrestleMania, I predicted that Cody was going to take the title from Roman and this WrestleMania coming up was going to be Cody versus Gunther for the t- world title. Oh my god, that's right. So things have not really panned out. No, but then again, CM Punk <laughs> and Randy Orton have come back. That kind of throws a wrench in things. Not in a bad way either. I wonder how much that pisses. Well, yes. Yes and no. Doesn't it kind of make some of those guys get a little pissed off? Like your spot in the card, like your Drew or your Cody. Or your I LA mean, Knight. unless you, well, you know what? They got to finish the story. It's WrestleMania 40. It's the 41st anniversary. There's so many, there's so many stories that night. It's the, it'll be on the 40th story. Never mind. I'm done. I have one story and 138 chapters. <laughs> I feel like I just gave birth to an <laughs> to accountant. An accountant. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What are your predictions out there? Who do you guys think is going to be headlining WrestleMania night one or night two? Do you think Nia Jax is in there penciled in with Rhea, or do you think it's Becky or someone else we're not thinking about? Where does the SmackDown women's title go? Where does the tag titles go? You guys, leave it in the comments. Let us know what you think. Next week, we are going to be back with... Uh, wait, are we back next week? Are we yes, off? we are. We are, we are back. back next week. With another great top oh, and topic. It's getting one of our favorites. We did it twice, and it's back again, baby. It's like WrestleMania, baby. This is like WrestleMania 3. Bigger, better than ever. Non-wrestling. <laughs> 3. 3. Trace. Bigger, stinkier than ever. Finishing the no. story. And then after that, we will be taking off uh, Christmas, because I don't really feel like recording on Christmas Day with you. Same here. Okay, all right. So we'll be back next week. We got that fun top topic, and we'll also be talking about, uh, holy shit, we don't have a pay-per-view this weekend. Oh, lay. Oh, right. That's fun. Small miracles. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you listening. As always, to the Top Wrestling Podcast, I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. ODM, give him your five. Finish the story, (laughs) y'all. Fucking guy. Yo. You're editing the fucking podcast all of it. <laughs> fucking guy. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Cool, cool. Thought I had something I was going to say. I forgot. I, it doesn't fucking matter. She said something to me. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was like, said, said something some to me about to me not about listening. It. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it's one of the best fucking lines in that entire movie. <laughs> Have you ever it's seen... Funny, I just I, I just thought of that movie today, too. So, Have you ever seen the extended cut? Like, you know, when they do it on, like, TV, they'll take out some scenes but add ones that were eliminated? Oh, yeah. There's the one where they're in the hot tub, but there's a whole piece leading up to it where uh, Drew Carey, Jim, Drew Carey, Jim Carey's got a glass, and he's got his ear up to the glass to the wall listening to the people in the room next door bang. 
Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. And then he tells he tells Jeff Daniels, he's like, he's like, man, if you were my girl, I'd bend you over this thing and I'd take you raw. He just goes into this. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. <laughs>